Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in, everybody. Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Saturday. Aaron Torres. So, first of all, I'm back. Amazing. A lot's changed. Bo came back last week. I'm back this week. I've been off for the last two weeks. Jason Martin is out this evening, but in... You know him very well. VJ <laughs> Husky, what's up, my man? How you doing? What's the word? How are you? My man, AT. What's up, baby? It's been a minute, man. It's been a minute. I'm great. I'm outstanding. I'm always good. If I wasn't, I wouldn't tell nobody but my therapist anyway, so I'm straight. I was going to say, that is one of those things. No, I, not, I'm saying, see, I would listen because I'm, I'm uh, empathetic. <laughs> yeah. I'm heartfelt. I'm sweet. But yeah, nobody wants to. Say, well, how you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. I'm good. No, it's great to be working with you. Yes. I am a little upset with the Sager off the top. We have a super regional uh, first pitch in 30 minutes. Stanford <laughs> UConn. The story of the tournament. De Sager didn't even mention it in his uh, intro there, but. It's good to be back to Sager, Bo, everybody. I hope everybody's had a good couple weeks. I'm I'm thrilled to be back. Jason is off. VJ is in. And VJ, I'll tell you this, man. You know, June used to be the time where it felt like, man, like, you know, how are we going to grind through four? Not grind because we love what we do. We're very blessed to do what we do. Yes. But 
you know, what are we going to talk about? And this week we got, you know, we're coming off a thrilling game four last night. Obviously, this this series is going a minimum of six, probably seven. We got live golf, you know, on a serious note, we got to talk to Sean Watson at some point. So we got a lot to talk about. Let's just get into last night. I mean, last night, obviously, game four, um, it goes without saying it was the crucial one, right? I mean, it was the one where if Boston goes up three to one and for a big chunk of that game, it looked like they were going to, the series is effectively over. Instead, you know, Steph Curry, a guy that, look, I think we all like him, but he can be polarizing, uh, has not always risen to the highest levels in the NBA Finals, in the biggest games. I would argue, VJ, and, and tell me if I'm completely wrong, given the circumstances, given that so many of his teammates at various points in that game were struggling, I would argue about as important a performance and about as good of a performance as we have ever seen from Steph Curry, given the circumstances, given the moment, given that the Warriors essentially needed all 43 of his points, all seven of his threes. Warriors go into Boston, get a win in game four. We have ourselves a series and we're going back to uh, we're going back to San Francisco on Monday night, tied two games apiece. I, I always felt like you and I were like brothers from another realm, man, when it comes to sports, because we see things a lot the same, man. Steph Curry, what we saw last night, you hit the nail right on the head. In my opinion, it was one of the best final single important game performances I have ever seen. I can't speak on Wilt in the finals and uh, and uh, Russell in the finals and West in the finals, some of the greats. I can't speak on those guys in the finals. I can speak on what I saw. And what I saw last night was a kid who is not gifted by height or gifted by weight or by body and can just fight through contact, fight through injuries, fight through not getting calls, but just rise to the occasion where, like you said, his teammates, other than Wiggins, and I hope we get into him a little later, is giving him nothing offensively, like nothing. Draymond Green, Clay, it that's kind, I don't know what even to say about what's going on with them too, but what Steph did, 43-10, the clutch free throws, the clutch defensive plays. At the end, the part I love the most is the loud scream he let out when right before he talked to Lisa Salters because you could tell, like you said, this is 3-1 and over, or Vegas had it at a plus 550 or the 6. I took Warriors in the 6 before the, the series started, or this is over in 6. I don't think it's going 7. I think either Boston's going to win in 6 or I'm picking the Warriors to win in 6. But I agree with you, man. One of the best – Performances and then the shots when the, when when the ball's not hitting the rim like three or four shots in a row for Curry you know you're in trouble and they were in trouble mm-hmm. last night yes uh, yeah I agree with all of it and and listen I you know I, this isn't the day to like you know pick apart Steph Curry's playoff resume and playoff history our buddy Rob Parker you know he'll he'll give you the stats on uh, you know last minute how many big shots all this <laughs> stuff but but I will say and I've been one of those guys is I, I do think that I I have felt in the past that he has somewhat gotten a little bit of a pass from a lot a lot of people in the media uh, there's no one that would argue that at least in the 2017 and 2018 seasons when they obviously won two championships in which Kevin Durant was the marquee player finals MVP in both years that that you know it's not to say that Steph didn't play a huge role but he did play a role where it was KD taking the big shots late, KD taking over late. You know, 2015, we obviously know the story. Warriors win the first championship, but there's no Kyrie. There's no Kevin Love. You know, LeBron is playing with, you know, Matthew Della Vadova, and, and I can't even remember all the guys now. But I bring it up to say, I do think that some of the narratives about Steph coming into these playoffs, these finals, and even last night, 
I think they're justified. I don't think it's hot take, and I don't think it's this. I don't think it's that. But when a guy's a a former two-time MVP, when he is one of the most revered players of his generation, when he is labeled as a superstar, you want him, you need him to step up in those big moments. And that, that, that's what stood out to me th- uh, last night. Like you said, we weren't all around for Jerry West and, and Will and Bill Russell and this and that. But in big games, in big moments when your team needs you, if you're a true superstar, if you're a true all-timer, you step up and when you're t- you elevate your game when your team needs you. It was what was so impressive last year at this time when Giannis really took it to the next level. Uh, and I thought Steph did it last night. You want your best players in the biggest moments to make the biggest plays, and he did just that. And, and you're right. But I, I, I fight back against the Durant years. And I and, and, and I grew up, like not grew up, but I saw Durant grow up. I'm from the DMV. He's from PG County, Maryland. I'm from Dale City, Virginia. It's about 35-minute drive. I saw Kevin Durant play for Montrose Christian Academy with my own eyes. Not Highlight, not YouTube, not. So I'm a fan, and I've always been a fan, and I'll always be a fan, and I'll always be a Kevin Durant defender. But what shows the greatness of Steph Curry is that he was able to take a back seat, almost like what Wade did for LeBron. Sure. What Wade did for LeBron, and Wade never gets credit for that, which upsets me. He never gets credit for the fact well, he's that, bro. getting credit right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but you know, give people their flowers when they're playing, when they deserve it, not when they retire and you miss them. That's just how I look at it. So when I go back to the Durant years, yeah, we could throw two-time MVP, hit the big shots. But, bro, real talk, that's what you were supposed to come over here and do because you had a 3-1 lead against us, and we came back and took it from you and beat you. So when you come over here with us, that's what we expect you to do. Steph was such a professional that he said you know what I don't I know what I know what era we live in I know it's a social media era I know I have to pay attention to all the stuff to people but you know what I don't care because I'm truly just a team guy I just happen to be the greatest shooter this earth has ever seen but I'm a team guy I just want to win some more champions so you know what KD you need this more than me which we found out Aaron you need this more than me because Durant with the interview I you know LeBron went here and did this and won the chips I did the same thing why aren't you guys loving me but it showed right then and there yeah man you needed this more for your social media celebrity ego. Steph just wants to win, and real winners take a step back and let somebody else shine if they need to. The reason why he's taking those open jumpers to clinch game three and game four is because Steph's got he's got ten eyes on him. Let's not forget that. So well, I fight back I fight yeah, back with the Durant let, years. Let, yeah, and we don't have to get down to the Durant years, but I think it speaks to something broader from last night, which was that whether it was, you know, and th- these were conversations that everybody was having three, four, five years ago, but whether it was KD's team, whether it was Steph's team, who really cares, right? They had they had really three really four Hall of Famers playing at their absolute peak at their absolute highest levels. And that was what part of what made last night was so impressive. Not only is KD not there anymore, the clay that we knew may never be back. Now, I know he finished with eight. Yeah, he finished with 18. And if you didn't watch the game, people are going to sit there and say he was the second leading scorer. We all watched the game. He had a couple really good minutes in the the third quarter. He ain't the same clay. Draymond is not that same dude. And again, I know we could sit there and pick, you look at the box score. Will he finish with nine, you know, whatever, eight rebounds, nine assists? What it doesn't matter. He's not the same dude. And that was what was so impressive about last night is that, you know, and it's not just last night. It's, it's really, I, I don't want to say this entire playoffs because he's gotten contributions from other places. But you look around and it was funny. I, you know, I was watching my wife and we were, we were watching the game and she's a Steph guy, girl, whatever. And I bring it up because I said, look, you know, the other guys that were with him from the beginning, they're not the guys that they once were. 
the younger guys, I know we'll talk about Wiggins at some point throughout the show. He stepped up, Mm -hmm. but Jordan Poole had his moments early, but you're not getting a consistent 22 from him, 18 from him. You have no idea what you're getting. And so that's the important point is that I'm not sitting here saying that, that you know, these are the, the 07 Cavs that LeBron took to the finals. I'm not saying that they have no talent at all. But the guys that you need, the guys that you've counted on for years, they're not the same guys anymore. And again, I believe that's part of what made Steph's night last night so special. And you're exactly right once again. How are we because we I feel like we're in agreeing but disagreeing at the same time. This is awesome. But you're right, they're not the same guys again. And the young guys, they, this is something else they're missing too. They're missing the veterans. They don't have a David Lee. They don't have an Andrew Bogut. They don't have a, a Barbosa. They're missing Iguodala's there, yeah, but Iguodala, not really yeah, there. I, and though he's an assistant at this point. He's an assistant coach, which I think he will be a really good coach one day. And I think he'll win an NBA championship as a head coach because he's a very, very smart guy. He knows the game. And he's gonna stick around in it forever, probably till he retires and dies but i i agree with you with they don't have the 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 supporting cast at all i mean there's there's Thank where's the veteran you. where's the veteran where and these young guys listen i i was on my show the other night and i said i steve kerr and i kind i didn't know who he's gonna start say he's gotta he's gotta shake this up he's gotta do something who do we see start last night Otto Porter Jr. But he comes out at like the eight-minute mark. So it was just to give a different feel, give a different rhythm. And Steph got going late because he's Steph is so smart. He goes, let me just see, what do you guys got tonight? Okay, you guys got that? Okay, I got this. What do you guys got tonight? Oh, you guys don't have anything? Damn, I got to do this by myself? I got to score 43 and 10? On a hurt foot, uh, okay, get on, get on. Everybody get on. I've done this before. I know the narrative is blah, 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 but trust me, I've done this before. Clay, what's up? Draymond, what's up? You know, it's. I agree with you, man. It, that's why I will say this. If he wins this championship, or I'll phrase it in a question to you, Aaron. If he wins this championship, say they win in six, could you not say, man, this is one of the most impressive finals championships and final MVP, MVP finals MVPs that we have seen I would I would say maybe twenty to thirty years. I think about the the Pistons team where Chauncey Billups kind of really led that team. It was a complete team, but if you don't have Chauncey Billups on that team, the Pistons aren't beating the Lakers in five. They be like Shaq and Kobe in five. So I, I ask that question to you: How impressive is this to you? Twenty, twenty-five years, thirty years? Best one we've seen. Well, it's a great question, and I'll tell you what. I'll answer it next. Aaron Torres, <laughs> VJ Husky in on a Saturday night. Jason Martin is out. VJ is in. We're rolling. Bo's back. Torres is back. DeSager's ignoring my Huskies, but we'll, I'll get to him later. So Aaron Torres, Jason, uh, Jason Martin out. VJ Husky in. This is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres, Jason, uh, Jason Martin out. VJ Husky in here on a Saturday night. By the way, you want to tweet into the show at Aaron underscore Torres at Husky H U S K E Y E N T. So, VJ, before the break, you asked me a great question, mm-hmm. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer your question with a question of my own. Okay. And your question was, and tell me, make sure I have it right, but you said, if the Warriors hold on to win this, given the way that really a lot of Steph's, uh, you know, kind of counter, the guys on the team, they're either too young and not quite ready for this stage, or basically they're Draymond and they're old and washed up. I mean, Ooh, you, you didn't say it quite like that, but you said you said it's going to be one of the more impressive championships um, it, over the last you know several years. So here's here's why I say I'll follow it up with a question with a question. I tweeted this out during the game last night. Tell me if I am just totally off base, and and I'll I'll contextualize it after I read it. But I, I I'm, I'll read what I tweeted out last night. At let's see what time here. It looks like ten eleven Eastern time. Okay. I said Steph in the twenty twenty two finals against the Celtics is LeBron in the twenty fifteen and twenty eighteen finals against the Warriors. A superstar with a bunch of Jags around him. And I got you know I didn't get <laughs> I, I didn't get as much heat as I, some people were like well that's just ridiculous. Clay is an all star. The last time Clay was an all-star was 2019. Mm-hmm. Draymond is clearly on the other side. Andrew Wiggins, I don't care where he was drafted. He is a really gifted role player that is no better than, than a number three or number four on a really good team. 
Jordan Poole may get there, but he's not there yet. So we'll get back to your question in a minute. First of all, is is my statement absolutely absurd? No, it's not. And everybody who knows me very well follows me on all my platforms and everything I do, whether it's sports talk or stand-up comedy out here in Hollywood, knows that I am not close to a LeBron James fan. Never have been and probably never will. Not probably, will never be. But as a professional, I respect greatness and I respect guys that put it on and and, and show up. 2015, I'll give you because Kyrie breaks the kneecap. And uh, love goes down. Yeah. And listen, man, LeBron showed his rear end in that finals. I I had to applaud the guy because to to be able to do it consistently, do it for those six games that well. That's why it was it's hilarious uh, that Iggy got finals MVP Mm -hmm. for holding LeBron to like an average of 38, 40 points a night. Like, yeah, okay, y'all got to give it to somebody else. Don't give it to Iggy and tell me that was the reason. Like, come on. So I, I, I get you that year the the 2018 year is because they have Durant but Boston doesn't have a Durant I hope we get into Tatum a little more because I believe he's a problem right now and not the hippie social media millennial he's a problem I think he's a problem on the negative end but we'll get into that but I so I, I don't know if I agree with the 2018 year because yeah because they have Durant so even with Kyrie and even with Love and the team they had that won in the high 50s games or maybe even 60 games that year I don't, I don't remember the exact number here were here were the le- the five leading scores for LeBron in the 2018 2018- finals or the Cavaliers LeBron averaged 34 eight and a half and 10 yeah Kevin Love averaged 19 points J.R. Smith averaged nine points George Hill averaged four points Rodney Hood averaged six points so the only point I'm trying it doesn't we don't have to break down rosters here the point I'm trying to make is do you feel as though like, like I think I think everybody, and this goes to your original question, is I think everybody sees, everybody sees all these big names that they know from stuff. Oh, I remember Clay from 2018. He's awesome. Oh, I remember Draymond from 2019. He's awesome. Oh, I remember when Andrew Wiggins was the number one pick. He's awesome. None of those guys are what Steph needs them to be on a consistent basis. So to me, that is the point that, again, it's not to argue rosters. The point is, Steph is kind of on an island like LeBron was a couple of those years, and Steph elevated his game, and that is why, to answer your question, I do think if they win, it's going to be one of the more impressive uh, championship runs because I think for this Golden State team to beat Boston, the best defensive team in the league, it is going to take Curry, maybe not going for 43 every night, but probably like 36-6-6, and and if he can do that, if he can do that for two more wins, then I think think it's going to reshape his entire career as we know it, but then I also think, to your point, it's going to be one of the more impressive finals runs likely for an individual player, let alone a team that we've seen. Yeah, and I don't want to go roster for roster either, but the fact that they had Durant, puts LeBron and that team, even with JR and Kevin Love, at a at a huge disadvantage. I believe if they don't have Durant, the Warriors probably still win that championship, but it's going six or seven because when they didn't have Durant, and I know Curry was banged and they lost uh Bogut and Draymond got suspended. I but understand. the roster still sucked. Ex- That's the point. Exactly. Yeah. Well I don't know. I don't well then I disagree then. If you're saying the roster sucked, I don't think the roster sucked. J.R. Smith 
played super well that year. Kevin Love played well that year. I understand you can look at the numbers and the averages, but the point I'm making is I don't like that year being compared to this year, the 2015 year, because the Warriors had Kevin Durant. Boston doesn't have a Kevin Durant. So this is even and, – and, and Steph is dealing with age – and young guys that aren't ready. Kevin Love was ready. J.R. Smith had been sixth man of the year. He had been on a 54-win uh, Knickerbocker team. J.R. Smith was ready. None of these guys even seem to be ready for Steph, even the veterans. That's where I draw the difference. Very good. So game five is on Monday night. Um, there's a lot more to peel back from game four. Sure. Uh, first of all, real quick, I, 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 I know you mentioned Andrew Wiggins. Mm. He had... Um, again, he's he is a role player, but a very important role player. He had quite possibly, I mean, again, we talk about Steph having maybe the most important game of his career at the most important moment. Andrew Wiggins, 17 points, 16 boards last night. I know you had mentioned that you had some thoughts on him, so I want to give you the floor to, to go ahead and chat about him a little bit. Well, you know, you like to, to reread some of your tweets. Now, I had let, one. Let, <laughs> let me hear it. Let's hear it. I had one about Andrew Wiggins where I thought, and I tweeted before the finals started, that everyone on radio and television were mentioning everybody's name and how this finals was going to even, who's the key player no one's thinking about and blah, blah, blah. No one talked about Andrew Wiggins. And Andrew Wiggins right now is averaging 16 and 8. And he's shooting 43% from the field. And he's playing great defense. And I tweeted this exact thing. Everybody is talking about all these other players, and no one on television or radio mostly has talked about Andrew Wiggins. He will be the key to the Warriors winning in Game 6. I'll retweet it so all the listeners know that I'm not that I'm not capping and I'm not sandbagging. But when I watch this kid, he's got the length. He's got the athletic ability. If he didn't blow so many layups, he'd be averaging 20, right? That's two points. He's averaging 17. So two layups is four. He'd be averaging 21 points, Aaron. If he didn't blow so many layups, and he's been phenomenal. And last night, when Curry needed someone to just make half a play, just for just for like 30 seconds, make defend and then come down, cut or cut, then come down and defend. Like, just give me a couple of possessions to relax for a second, and then I'll pick it back up for you guys. And Wiggins was that guy, and I thought that was going to be one of the reasons why that they could win the NBA Finals in six and beat Boston is because of Andrew Wiggins, and he showed up. I'll just say really quick, I mean, you know, him and Poole are so important, not just for this series, but even getting these reps because, and I know everybody's talked about this over the last month, but, you know, if Poole starts to become the guy that we think he can be and Andrew Wiggins just does what he did last night very consistently at a still very young, recently turned 27 years old, that extends this Golden State window a, a lot longer than I think a lot of us thought thought it would be. You know, I mean, obviously, uh, Steph, Clay, Draymond are all on the other side of, you know, 32, 33, 34. Um, you know, if, if Wiggins can keep being this guy and just being consistently what he is and Jordan Poole can keep being consistent, all of a sudden we might be looking at, at, at a Warriors if we call it a dynasty, I think we all agree it's a dynasty at this point, uh, that could extend another four, five, six years if those two can continue to do what they do. And I think for this series specifically, with with uh, Boston's size and athleticism, I'm with you. I, I think Wiggins has to keep playing at the level that he did last night. I would argue outside of Steph, we've seen Clay struggle. We've seen Draymond obviously struggle. We're going to talk about him next. But... I do believe that it is a very important thing 
to keep Andrew Wiggins playing at a high level because he's the guy that kind of athletically matches up and can meet guys at the rim and can grab boards in, you know, with Robert Williams. I think he's maybe the second most important piece behind Steph the rest of the series. Well, it, it, and you speak about Draymond. I, I love this whole share tweet thing, man. I love this. This is awesome. Look what you started. Just because I, tweet, I tweeted about Draymond the well, next tweet was about what I thought he needed to do because I could see this. The way he's playing is not surprising me because I thought this is I thought he could play this bad because let's get real. Draymond hasn't had well, a great I'll tell you year. What, I'll, I'll tell you what. Okay. We, Draymond is his own discussion. All right. So what we're right. going to do. All right. We're going to discuss Draymond next. But first, let's bring in Steve DeSager. DeSager, what's going on in the UConn baseball game? Give me an update. How you doing, DeSager? I missed you, man. How you been? Hello to you both, and welcome back to you. Two things right off the top. First off, our Bakersfield affiliate, AM970, has added another station, AM800. So congrats and welcome. Second, you need to pace yourself on UConn baseball this weekend because literally (laughs) not even a pitch has been thrown in a best-of-three series yet. They haven't started. I know they're at number two. Clinching Omaha. We haven't even started our series yet. That's correct. They They're at number they two Stanford. Starts up in a few minutes. NCAA baseball, College World Series would be next week after these super regionals. But yeah, Texas stayed alive today. Number one, Tennessee won to stay alive today. Texas A&M did advance. Congratulations. And number three ranked Oregon State is underway in its home game, starting its best of three against Auburn. And my goodness, have we had a eventful last few minutes in the NHL. Game six of the East Final at Tampa Bay. The Rangers were down one nothing in the third. They've tied it, facing elimination. Tampa Bay has just scored to retake the lead anyway. Two to one, six and a half minutes to go. A chance to eliminate New York in game six tonight. This would be the fourth straight win in the series for the Lightning. The go-ahead goal that was just scored. The initial shot was saved, but the puck bounced out of the goalie's glove, off the shooter's leg, and back into the net for a Tampa Bay lead. If the Rangers season ends on that, yikes, it'd be hard to sleep tonight. The Rangers record this postseason is just 10 and no a 10 and 9 overall but they keep winning games when their backs are up against the wall this they're trying to win a sixth straight when facing elimination this postseason but they're as they say in hockey up against it six minutes left in regulation tampa bay 2-1 over the new york rangers as for the baseball on fox tv for part of the country giants now lead 3-1 against the rival dodgers in the bottom of the eighth the three late games have started the red sox are already up 3-0 at seattle in the first inning angels lead the Mets 2-0 in the first. The two RBIs for the Halos, Shohei Otani, an RBI double. Anthony Rendon recently activated with an RBI double. And the Padres are scoreless in the second inning against the Rockies. That's the second of a twin bill. San Diego took the opener in 10 innings, 2-1. Padres started the day just one game back at the Dodgers for first place in the NL West. The Yankees' Aaron Judge hit two more homers. He has 24 to lead the majors. Yankees won again 8-0 over the Cubs, who've lost five straight games. Yankees record is 43-16. and 16. Atlanta won its 10th game in a row. Philadelphia won its ninth in a row. In other words, the Phillies are undefeated since they fired their manager. Miami has won five in a row now. Washington 8-6 over Milwaukee. The Brewers have lost eight straight. And on FS1 today, Oakland, which had lost 10 in a row, got a victory at Cleveland 10-5. Texas in 10 innings beat the White Sox 11-9. And the Belmont Stakes winner was Mo Donegal the 5-2 to two favorite. So AP says 
quote, the field was sparse. No horse ran all three triple crown legs this year, heightening concern that three races in five weeks may be too tight a schedule to keep those horses healthy. In fact, the Kentucky Derby winner, remember Rich Strike, did not race in the second event. The Preakness did race today in New York. Rich Strike finished sixth out of eight. Back to you. Thank you, Steve Sager. This is Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Saturday. Aaron Torres, Jason Martin is out. VJ Huskies in. Make sure if you want to tweet into the show, by the way, at Aaron underscore Torres at Husky E-N-T H-U-S-K-E-Y-E-N-T. So, VJ, right before uh, we got to DeSager, mm-hmm. you mentioned. Uh, I love that buddy- guy, by the way. I just have to say that, man. I don't think there's a better update guy in the business i love this. that guy sounds good he, he never stutters he never calls he never he, he doesn't slip up that guy never misses man i'm sorry i had, takes, to, add, I had to add that in bro takes a while to get to uconn sometimes but other than that oh. he's great at what he does well DeSager will join us obviously in the middle of every hour and then his extended uh his extended update will come at the bottom of hour three as always so yes i've been out for the last two weeks so it is great to hear DeSager's voice as well uh and it's great to have you in it's great to have you Appreciate in it. great to be in man well, thank you. All right, so let's get to Draymond because let me say this, okay? We can get to, to your tweets. We'll just th- this whole show is just going to be us reading tweets that make <laughs> us look really smart. <laughs> okay, there was one thing last night that was very confusing to me, and I am not somebody that gets easily confused. I've been watching sports for thirty years now. I I've seen it all, right? This need for the announcers last night to throw flowers at Draymond's feet. Because he accepted a benching in the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. was very strange to me. I'm just going to say it. It's like, okay, he stunk all series. Um, You know, know, Boston is both big and athletic. So this small ball lineup that has worked so well for the Warriors, not only this year earlier in the playoffs, but really throughout their entire run. He's neutralized because of Robert Williams and all that size and length and athleticism down low. Al Horford, all that good stuff. Draymond Green wasn't helping them win. And I know statistically it was kind of a decent game. It was just very bizarre to me. Like everyone, oh my goodness. Uh, you know, what about even, you know, they, they asked Steph Curry about it in the postgame interview. Well, what do you think about Draymond taking a seat? It's like mm-hmm. Steph Curry was coming off the bench to start these playoffs. Like, why are we why are we acting like Draymond Green is freaking Gandhi here? Because he, he did what, <laughs> what any good teammate would do. I didn't understand it. Um, you know, basketball is a matchup based sport. The matchups do not favor Draymond. Listen, I know it's easy to pile on him right now. I don't. I, I joked about him being washed up. I don't actually think he's washed up. I do think this is a particularly bad matchup for him, his skill set, and what he does. Um, but I just didn't understand this need by the announcers last night to just like again throw rose petals at his feet because he he was benched in the fourth quarter and accepted it like I think any good teammate would. I thought it was very weird. No, and I actually liked it. So we're on opposites of that, man. I and this is why. I, I liked you liked Draymond. him being benched, or you liked the announcers everything, going everything, out of their way? Okay, everything. I liked everything about it. I liked the fact that Kerr had the coaching uh, grapefruits to make that call. And I know people will go, what do you mean? He's the coach. He's supposed." We see a lot of superstars who can't be always coached, guys. Listen, you, you 30 years, me 30 years plus two, we've seen. We've seen superstars in every sport, on every level, 
that can't be coached. So it's not something that's just easy to do because you're the coach. So I love that part of it. And I love the fact that they did bring that up because Draymond gets a lot of negative press and a lot of negative rap and narrative because of his intensity, because of his antics, because of the things he's done. But have you ever seen Draymond like outwardly play dirty? You know, he's had a few of the kicking leg motion things, but we saw Shaq. Shaq admitted when he used to get fouled, he would flail his arms up to hit guys. He admitted that on TNT. Reggie Miller kicked his leg out on people. John Stockton admit he tripped people when they were going for inbound passes to make them fall and get the steals, i.e. number one steals leader in NBA history, John Stockton. So I didn't mind it, and I liked it because he gets so much negative. I do like sometimes when announcers, in my opinion, do their job because I do color and announce for college and for high school. There's sometimes it's your responsibility to, hey, no, this is a big thing because if he went over there and he pouted it, and he yelled at the coach and went back at the coach, you guys would all the next morning be railroading this guy. But he took it like a professional, so I think it's fair to mention that part of it too. It's fair to mention it. It's it's not – I just thought it was a little over the top. <laughs> I, I really did. Real quick on Draymond. Sure. Um, first of all, go, what? so I, I wanted to bring up kind of my point on it. Okay. You said that you had some tweets from last night. I mean, what? so what was your reaction to Draymond not only last night but this entire series? Well, this was a tweet – January, uh, June 3rd at 3.45 a.m. Yes, people, I am a night owl. And I or tweeted. you're a morning owl. Yeah, no, really, really. It's, yeah, it's both. Well, my six-month-old daughter, shout out to my baby girl, Juju Bean, a.k.a. Journey, my daughter, keeps me up. And my son, too, Cameron. They both keep me up at all at weird hours. But I tweeted, and this is after game one. And the tweet reads, it's been long enough that Draymond Green has been this facilitator, push-the-ball type player. He's got to put up worthy numbers of his reputation him and Poole, 13 points, 4, 19, 1 of 9 on threes. Don't tell me somehow how this was Curry's fault. Boston also hit 21 of 41 threes. Newsflash, they balled. And that was really directed at Draymond. This idea of him getting the ball, and because it looks good, right? Oh, Draymond gets the ball. He's pushing the tempo. He gets to the three-point line. Last night, he almost walked twice because he stops, and it's almost like he's taking himself offensively out of the game himself. Boston ain't doing anything. He's taking himself out of the game. So I he's got to he's got to write that you know he's already cost his team one championship if he doesn't write this man and, and I'm a Draymond guy but I got to call like it is he's going to cost them another championship because at some point you can't average four what is it, four is three four and two or two and eight or something like that two and six you can't average that in the finals and and be a Hall of Famer or this great player you got to do better than that so I. I last night was just it, it looks bad, man. He's missing shots. He's missing layups. He's missing. He hasn't hit a three pointer. Aaron, he's oh, he's shooting. He's shooting zero percent. He's shooting twenty three percent from the field, bro. You got to be better than that. It is. It is. In my opinion, like I said, I I really you know obviously look. I've been watching these entire playoffs. I mean, he hasn't been this bad all playoffs long. I just think it's a really bad matchup for him. I really do. And. And, you know, he's always been a, a fit piece, a puzzle piece. Um, he's never been like, a, you know, it doesn't matter who we're playing or what the lineup is or how things shake out. No, 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 no. Like he has a very specific role that he plays that makes them very unique. Um, but I also do think that this is a specifically uh, bad matchup for him. This really? is yeah, we can discuss it. Okay. Uh, Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Jason Martin, out, VJ Husky in. We can continue the conversation on Draymond, continue the conversation on that podcast. Should he be doing podcasts after the game, VJ? We'll discuss that next. Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. 
Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in for Jason Martin. We were talking NBA Finals, but before we get back to that, I do want to bring in Steve DeSager very quickly with some breaking news. DeSager. Breaking news from Fox Sports. Tampa Bay Lightning are going to the Stanley Cup Final for the third straight year. Steven Stamkos with two goals in a 2-1 win over the Rangers, ending New York season in Game 6 of the East Final tonight. Lightning won the Stanley Cup last year against Montreal, won the Stanley Cup the year before against Dallas, and with this coach John Cooper, Tampa Bay was in the Stanley Cup Final in 2015 as well when it lost to Chicago. So the East Final is over. We know the Stanley Cup final schedule. It starts at Colorado with Game 1 against the Lightning on Wednesday night. Game 2 in Colorado next Saturday night. Back to you. Thank you, Steve DeSager. So Colorado and Tampa are in the Stanley Cup final. VJ, uh, rumor has it you are a New York Rangers fan. How are you holding up? You okay? Can you keep the show going on or what? Uh, you know what? I'm going to dig deep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig deep, man, and I'm going to try. But... This hurts. I've been a Ranger fan all my life of loving and watching hockey. And yeah, up 2-0 and then up 2-0 in game three to lose this series 4-2 to a great team. But I really, really wanted to uh, knock off the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. But I'll, for, for you, Aaron, and for Fox Sports Radio and all the fans and listeners, I will hold it together. And I'll wait till I get in my car in the, car, in the garage and then I'll break down and cry. Well, I will say this. Um, shout out to my uncle. Um, he moved to Tampa in the, I want to say maybe like right around early 2020, right before the pandemic. Since he's gotten there, Stanley Cup title, Tom Brady <laughs> yeah. led to a Super Bowl title, Rays make the World Series, another cup appearance for the Tampa Bay Lightning so I don't want to say that he saved sports in Tampa, uh, but I can't deny that that might be something that is the truth. So really That's pretty quick. Cool. Yeah. I mean, he's That's a big sports cool. fan, too. So he's having the time of his life down there. Awesome. Um, awesome. And uh, yeah, let's get back to the final. So so real right. quick, Draymond, um, do you have, do you have are, are you fundamentally opposed to 
this idea that Draymond is, uh, oh my goodness, there was just a game, uh, home run saving catch in the Stanford UConn game. But anyway, back to the, this game, uh, one nothing UConn after one half inning. Um, all right, so Draymond podcast, yeah. This somehow, like, I, I didn't think this was a thing, and then I turn on, you know, and listen, we have really talented hosts on this network, but other networks are talking about it. We're talking about it. Um, do you have a problem with Draymond Green hosting a podcast immediately following NBA Finals games? Absolutely, I do. And the other night on uh, on NBA TV, Isaiah Thomas, who is right there with Kobe Bryant as my favorite basketball players of all time, being a Pistons fan, said it very clear to Kenny Smith and Brendan Haywood that was sitting right there. This is the NBA Finals. This is not the regular season. This ain't even the first round of a team you know you're going to blow out and you're going to sweep or gentlemen sweep in five. This is the NBA Finals. You're thinking about way too much other stuff. You need to be focused on this right now. Your podcast ain't going nowhere, bro. You're on, you've been on TV. You've sat next to Ernie Johnson. You've sat next to Shaquille O'Neal. Your spot's there. They, you're going to be able to pick any network you want and go work after this. This is the finals. I have a major problem. And I love the fact that Isaiah kept harping and harping. And Brendan Haywood kept trying to defend it some way, some slight way. He's like, this is the NBA finals. Because once you were thinking about something else other than me and Joe and Mahorn and Lambeer and, mm-hmm. and the worm, when you're thinking about something else, he said, I'm going to beat your you-know-what. He said, I'm going to beat your you-know-what, and it's going to be your fault because you should be focused, and you're thinking about other things. I have a huge problem with it. And I think it's a big part of why he's not playing well. I think he might be checked out. You called him, watched stuff, and you joked. I get it. But I won't joke when I say, I think Draymond might be 50-50 checked out of his NBA playing career. So that's interesting because, you know, and there this is a, a thing, and I remember this has always been a thing, right? I mean, I remember about four or five years ago when Lonzo Ball came into the league and he was doing some rap stuff and, and LeVar was like, and, I, and you know, anybody who listens to the show knows I've known LeVar for years since Lonzo was in middle school. Well, since LaMelo was in middle school, Lonzo was probably a freshman, sophomore in high school. But I've known LeVar a long time, and I remember him saying, like, my son isn't, like, no one expects him to be focused on basketball 24 hours a day. Where, where I guess I would say I don't have as much of a problem with it, but I do think, one, right after the game, um, you probably need to be resting and eating and icing. I don't know that that's like the thing that you need to do the second you go back to the hotel. You want to do it the next day on an off day. You got an hour to kill in the afternoon. You'd be watching Netflix anyway. That's fine. But the other thing is, and, and this is just a conversation, mm-hmm. but... There is talk that these other teams are listening and trying to pick stuff out of it. That's where, to me, and I'll be honest, I don't know if this makes me a bad uh, sports talk radio host. I have not listened to a show. I'm not anti-Draymond podcast. <laughs> but, like, that is one thing that I, I, I don't, like, I, I would be a little concerned. Are you giving any, you know, because it's like a, being a football coach, right? You're looking for any little anything. edge that you can find. Anything. Is there anything that he could be potentially giving away in that show that the Celtics are taking advantage of? Yeah, his mindset and his focus. Let, let's get real. Jalen Brown is giving him the business. Jalen Brown is backing him down. Jalen Brown is getting and ones. He's got like four or five and ones since their little foot on the head scuffle. Jalen Brown, yeah, yeah, they're getting something from him. His mentality and his focus. And Jalen Brown is giving him work right now. This is Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in for Jason Martin. Coming up, turn our attention. Serious topic to Sean Watson. Does the NFL need to step in? That's next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. 
Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in for Jason Martin. Uh, about 20 minutes from now, Dan Lust, the lawyer, uh, sports law expert, just a very, very, very sharp mind. He will be joining us to discuss the craziness of Deshaun Watson, uh, this live golf tour. So a lot going on. Dan Lust in about 20 minutes. Very quickly, though, I do want to welcome in some new listeners in Bakersfield, California, our great affiliate out there. 970 has added an additional simulcast station, AM 800. So to more of Kern County, which can now listen to us, welcome in. Thank you, guys. We appreciate your support. And, uh, yeah, thank you to AM 800 out there in Bakersfield. All right, so, VJ, um, you know, look, we both love what we do. Very blessed. And nine, you know, nine times out of ten, um, you know, hosting sports talk radio is is a really fun endeavor. Like, yes. it, it's fun. We're blessed. We get to talk about games and legacy and greatness and this and that and, and everything going on. Um, but sometimes we do have to talk serious topics, and and obviously the Deshaun Watson thing, uh, frankly, it's as serious as as it gets, and and it's important to note. You know, everybody knows all the details, but um, you know, originally twenty three accus- accusers of sexual misconduct, obviously involving multiple masseuses that were hired uh, in a professional setting. Um, he, you know, and it's important to note. No criminal charges were brought. Obviously, the DA did not uh, bring any criminal charges down there in the Houston area. But this story continues to linger on. Uh, new, new, uh, new report out by the uh, New York Times this week. We now are up to 66 total masseuses over a 17-month period. We believed it was a number somewhere in the 20s. We had a 24th accuser over the last week or so. And the story doesn't seem to be going anywhere. I mean, Deshaun Watson, um, again, no criminal charges were filed. We're not accusing him of anything. Um, but 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 he had told investigators, he had told the NFL that the worst was behind him. He's ready to move on. He gets traded to Cleveland. Uh, we believe that this story is over and new layers continue to come out. What's so hard about this story is there's two things happening here. Okay, There's one or two things happening here. Either... There could be possibly 60-something victims. And as a father of daughters, and we all come from a mother, so we all got here. Everybody's got an auntie they love. Everybody love their grandmama or me, ma, or big mama, whatever you, whatever you call her. It, it, it's either 40, 50, 60 victims, or it's one guy having his image just so real quick, we we should reference just because there were sixty six masseuses doesn't Court. mean yeah, that's that, that there were sixty six victims. Yeah, doesn't mean there are sixty six victims. There there are twenty four accusers. So continue. I just want to clarify. Not all sixty six have accused him of indiscretion. No, that's clear. why I said could be. There could be because that's still out there. You're right, it, but there could be just like it could be zero. It could be one. It could be two. It could be twenty four. It could be sixty. It it could be. So just those one or two things are happening. That's what makes this such a hard topic. 
and such a serious topic to come away from, like you said, the fun stuff that we really get to talk about. Because there's nothing fun about this. There's nothing fun on any level, in my opinion, about this entire situation. Because I don't think this is going to end pretty in any way. Because say it's 24. There's that's 24 victims that don't get their voice heard. They don't. They don't get justice for what happened to them. Or is an innocent guy who didn't do these things or there's some other stories that we're not hearing and his image is just being torn down. And I always say this, Aaron, there's certain labels man cannot scrub off. Man cannot scrub, regardless of how you change your life around, there's still going to be people that are going to see you a certain way. Man cannot scrub off deadbeat dad. You can't. You can't scrub that off. You can't scrub off any type of sexual assault towards children or towards women. You can't scrub that off. That's with you for life because of the way our moral system is set up in a way we look at women and children. Those things you can't scrub off. So this is going to stick with this guy forever, just like it has for other athletes over time, right? Even, you know, you can go back years, but if you mention that guy, there's somebody that's going to say, Mike Tyson, yeah, such and such and such and such. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, yeah, such and such and such and such. These were, these were allegations and charges that gone against these guys. That's always going to stick there, man. And we weren't there. We don't know what happened. But this is going to get uglier. I thought you and I, if you remember this last summer, remember mm-hmm. we had this topic. We talked about this because he was in training camp. And I, I'll give you a prop. Yeah. You were right when you said, why is he even there? You were totally right about that. It showed that you were right. He's not going to play this year. You didn't think he was playing eight weeks or 12 weeks. I said, ah, he'll be back in week four, week six. No, he didn't play all year long. So well, one for Aaron, zero for VJ on that topic. No, no, you no, know. no, 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 no. My whole thing was the NFL clearly was waiting for more information. Yeah. Um. And they were not going to suspend him. So my whole thought was if the if the Texans were going to bring him into camp, why is he not playing? Yeah. Um, now that they didn't play him. Uh, and by the way, I should mention a few more like super important details from this past week from that New York Times report. Um, so one of them was, again, 66 masseuses over 17 months. Uh, no one's accusing him of anything, but that is very strange behavior. Nobody needs that many masseuses. There is no logical reason to have that many. Um, the the team provided a hotel room for him, which I don't necessarily feel is that weird. But then also the team provided NDAs for him, non-disclosure agreements, to mm-hmm. have some of the masseuses signed. Mm-hmm. So, again, we're talking about very weird behavior right now um, involving Deshaun Watson. And again, this is all new since the original 23 accusers, uh, the, the Harris County did not, uh, the Harris County DA decided not to press charges. Uh, my simple question for you, VJ, mm-hmm. if you were Roger Goodell, what would you do right now? Because, it, and again, let me frame, frame this. There are no criminal charges, um, but at the same time, this is a guy that, that looked your office in the eye and said nothing else was going to come out. And I am very much a believer in the criminal justice system. I am very much a believer of innocent until proven guilty. Um, and I do think, and I think understandably, there, there's a lot of people that say if the criminal justice system has not made a decision, it's not the league's place to to dictate otherwise. And I, the league has gotten in trouble for this in the past. It happened with Ezekiel Elliott about three, four, five years ago. Mm-hmm. I do think this is different, though. I do think this is a super high-profile player, a player that right now just signed the biggest contract in the history of the NFL in terms of guaranteed money. Um, and, I mean, the problem becomes when when do you st- when is it safe to play him? And that I don't have the answer to. 
But I would worry if I'm Roger Goodell. You can't have week seven and the Browns are six and one and leading the division and they're they're supposed to be this feel good story and then another something else happens. And so if you were Roger Goodell, do you believe that based on this new information that you would tell Deshaun Watson to take a seat for a little bit? No, he can't. That's the problem. That's the major problem. Why can't with this. he though? Because you don't have that power to do so. Oh yeah, he's the commissioner. No, no, that don't, and. And because he's the and commissioner, he did it, and he did it with Ezekiel Elliott two and, years and, ago, and it was wrong, and it was wrong. So you cannot do it. If it, this also goes to, to CBA, man, this goes to collective bargaining agreements. This is the union. There's this is just not Goodell can just step in. And, he tried that when he first got here, and he saw the pushback he got from that, even from owners for suspending their guys that they need on Sundays, Mondays, Thursday nights to win, and Monday nights to win football games for them. We saw this early in in his tenure being the commissioner. He can't. Let me ask you a question, though. His hands are tied, Aaron. Let me ask you a question. It really is. Go ahead. In the case of Ezekiel Elliott, Mm -hmm. the Cowboys were very much clearly not in favor. And Jerry, I don't remember all the details at the time, but was very (laughs) vocal. This is wrong. This is this. Do you kind of think the Browns might? Because the Browns are very, you know, first of all, the Browns had that really clunky press conference where they said, we did our due diligence. We did this, blah, 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 this and that. Um, And then they said, that you know, but then they were asked about it, and then they said, "Well, you know, we can't, we couldn't talk to the uh, alleged victims for for legal reasons." And the Browns made it seem as though they did their homework, and there was going to be nothing else that come that came out. So now you have the front office is quiet, the coaching staff is obviously quiet, the Haslam's are quiet. Do you kind of think the Browns are, are, are kind of saying, hey, Goodell, throw us a bone so we don't look terrible here? Because I think that's the difference with any of these other ones where it's like Zeke, Jerry had his back. I'm not sure that the Browns, they want to win football games, but they have no affiliation with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, they paid him a lot of money because he's a great quarterback, but this isn't a guy they drafted. This isn't a guy they have his back. They can claim they know this guy, but they don't. I don't think the Browns would be all that upset if Roger Goodell just came in and 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 suspended them indefinitely until we got more information. Okay, so one or two things that makes sense. I I, I can see your point and where you're coming from. The reason why it makes sense because of the way they structured his contract this year. That if he did get suspended for a year, has the six six games, eight games, twelve games, four games, whatever it is, it's not a significant amount of moolah that this guy will be missing. That was strategically done. Now, on the flip side of, hey Goodell, come in here and throw us a bone. What's the relationship between an owner and Goodell? Jerry is very powerful. Jerry can speak out against anything and anybody, and no one's going to bat an eye. He's Jerry freaking Jones. The Browns' owners and front office people are not Jerry Jones. So maybe they have to sit a little more quiet. Maybe they don't have that power plug that they can pull and say, hey, you know, but this is wrong if they do suspend him. But I think maybe they all came together in the room. This is what I really think happened, Aaron. I think Deshaun Watson – his team, his representatives, and everybody that matters on a decision of the Cleveland Browns all came together in a room. And at the end of the day, Aaron, winning trumps everything in pro sports. I don't care what people think or say. That is the bottom line is winning. And they looked at him and they said, did you do this? And he probably looked at him and said, no, this is me. This is this, blah, blah, Gave a story. He had his team, had a team. Because they're trying to win and they're trying to get away from Baker. And this is a chance to make a trade and give this guy a huge contract. They said, okay, this is what we're going to do. If anything, you're going to be suspended for a year. Let's restructure your contract like this. Okay? So if anything comes up, man, we won't hold it against you. We would still love to have you here. We know you're going to do great things here for us in Cleveland. We're trying to make a, a, a generational shift at the quarterback position and a winning culture here. We want to move on for Baker. Let's restructure your one year like this because at the most, they can give you a year. They can just say you can't play in 2022. 
and it won't cost you a whole bunch of money. We'll, we'll still back you, and let's go out here. Let's, let's all say these things, and it, listen, man, whatever happens from here just happens from here. Deshaun cool. Deshaun said cool, and they signed, and I think that was really almost a behind-the-scenes, no cameras, no phones, wink, wink. Guys, listen, this is what possibly can happen, but we still want you, though, because you're a prize coveted player in the NFL at the quarterback position. You don't have a quarterback, you don't have a shot. That's what I honestly think. And I have no insight. I have no insight, guys. I'm just a human being that looks at life for what life is and said, you know what? Hey, guys, let's just sign him for this. And if he gets suspended, you only lose this amount of money. But look at all the money you got coming and then it'll go away and you'll come play and we'll ride off into the sunset. That's what I think really happened here. That's why I don't think Goodell can really step in. And if he does, I think Goodell looks at this and goes, yeah, if I do step in and suspend him, what is he only missing? Like 150,000, 200,000? I'm not sure the number, but it's not 10, 12, 20 million. It's not that. So I think Goodell's hands are kind of tied here, man. So quick yes or no question. Sure. Are you a legal expert? Do you have a law degree? Me? Absolutely not. Well, you know who does? Dan Lust. (laughs) And he is going to join us next to give us some details on what he thinks is allowed, what isn't allowed, what the NFL can actually do, and what should be done next. Dan Lust joins us next. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in for Jason Martin, Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, VJ Husky. In here on a Saturday night for Jason Martin. Cannot wait to get to DeSager for the next update because there is some crazy college baseball news going on. Unfortunately, um, Dan Lust is a Rangers fan. So we're going to bring in Dan Lust now, not to talk hockey, to talk all things uh, legal, law, all that. Make sure you're following him on Twitter, at SportsLawLust. He's the host of the Conduct Detrimental Podcast. He is a sports law professor at NYU, but he's also a Rangers fan. Dan, you doing okay tonight, man? You know, it's not a great night, but uh, I could be an Islanders fan. So, <laughs> all right, let's get to the serious stuff. And 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 VJ and I were talking. You know, we all love what we do. Um, you have a background. You worked for the New York Giants for a while, so you have a passion for sports as well. But you know, this Deshaun Watson thing is a pretty serious topic. I mean, you've been covering it as extensively uh, as anybody I know with intricacy that I think a lot of people don't know. What was your reaction over the last week as the 24th accuser comes forward? And then, of course, we get the uh, we get the New York Times report that there were 66 total masseuses over a 17 month period. Uh, What was your reaction to to all the news with Deshaun Watson? Um, It's shock. I mean, at a certain point, you know, once you got to 24, uh, you know, civil complaints, we knew the number was 40, uh, at least that was previously when there were 22 complaints out there, and then 18 women who had actually voiced support for Deshaun. So, I don't know, 40 seemed like a lot to me in a 17-month period, and then now we see it's 66. But, Aaron, I think we're, we're I, I think the most important update, right, about a week and a half ago, Rusty Harden decided to uh, do a media tour. Rusty Harden's the attorney for Deshaun Watson, and he started to do this media tour saying how great – 
um, their defense has been, how they avoided these indictments. And, you know, he had been relatively quiet for about six months. And I said, this is kind of odd. And the, the PR person in me kind of said, I think maybe he thinks something is coming. Um, and so now hindsight, now 2020, I think Rusty Hart and Deshaun Watson's camp saw this New York Times article was coming, tried to get ahead of it. Um, and then, Aaron, as you know, Rusty Hart had some really ill-advised, uh, we'll say inappropriate terminology uh, for the defense of Deshaun Watson. We'll call it the happy endings defense. Mm. So uh, I think the Deshaun <laughs> Watson... Yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't uh, laugh, but... It, yeah. No, it's it's taken a real 180 in terms of PR. People are really coming after Deshaun Watson, his attorney. Uh, and it went from, you know, maybe he was going to avoid a suspension to, a, I think, there. I mean, I'm seeing, I'm seeing talk about potentially a year on the table. So... Um, yeah, it's cer- certainly very serious football. So. Dan Lust, VJ Vernon Husky here, man. Great for, uh, to be able to speak with you about this. I follow your career a little bit, so I've seen you over on the MSG Network. You do great work over there on, I think it's the better half. Uh, I've seen you over there. Uh, the co-host there is a jerk, yeah, that's another conversation. Okay, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I love the co-host. I got a question I don't think anybody's asking, man, and I, I, I think this thing takes a really big turn, like you just said. How much does Houston – need to start answering some questions about how much they really truly knew and be investigated also, being that they provided Deshaun Watson non-disclosure agreements? Yeah, I think it's a great question, right? Houston provided, the story from the New York Times, that Houston provided Deshaun Watson with a non-disclosure agreement after one of these 67 women basically took to Twitter or took to Instagram and threatened to expose his conduct. So, he put an NDA in his locker, and then uh, Watson himself said that that NDA was used with subsequent, um, you know, masseuses. So Houston certainly knew something. And then let's go back to last season, right? Deshaun Watson was not suspended uh, by the National Football League. He was not put on the commissioner's exemplars. He was eligible to play. But Houston, in their, you know, for whatever reason, decided not to have the guy anywhere near the team. So that tells you that Houston probably knows something, right? And I, don't, I don't know why he's not playing. Um, so, yeah, Houston um, is now at this next level of this lawsuit. The attorneys are bringing Houston into the case for, you know, maybe knowing and not disclosing it or maybe even helping perpetuate this sexual assault. They're, without getting too into the weeds, there's, you know, potential allegation of civil conspiracy, and that's whether they helped facilitate these acts for Deshaun Watson. So, you know, certainly they're not off the hook. The part that I'm curious about is the, you know, the football fan in me. Right. Cleveland decided to give two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed to Deshaun Watson. They said they did their due diligence. But, you know, I'd I'd be really surprised if Cleveland knew everything that we know today as a a public, if they would still have given out that two hundred and thirty million. So maybe Cleveland has some insane risk tolerance that, you know, the three (laughs) of us probably don't have (laughs) or they didn't do their due diligence. So I don't I don't think either answer is going to satisfy Browns fans. Dan Lust joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at Sports Law Lust, host of the Conduct Detrimental Podcast and a law professor at New York University. Dan, so you kind of, in the first answer, kind of answered what I was going to go with now. Um, You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that Roger Goodell has precedence of of suspending players without criminal charges brought, uh, Zeke Elliott most notably. is there any reason, like, like if you were Roger Goodell or if you were on Roger Goodell's legal team and knowing that the CBA might not be happy, but you got to do, you, what do they say? You got to protect the shield. Do you believe that Roger Goodell probably w- will or should uh, give Deshaun Watson an indefinite suspension given that it appears as though new information continues to come out? 
You know, Roger Goodell once upon a time gave Ben Roethlisberger, I think it was a 10-game suspension. It was later reduced, but uh, 10 games for a sexual assault charge that never resulted in anything in the, in the criminal court. The DA declined to pursue charges, but still got a lot, right? Um, you know, the oddity, if, I, if it was just that precedence, I would say we're looking at a long suspension for Watson. I, I would say that. But then uh, there's this weird decision point in this case where back in, uh, I think it was October, November, Goodell said that there was not enough to put him on the commissioner's exemplars. And I, I thought that was very strange, especially, um, you know, Aaron, as you know, I was following that uh, Trevor Bauer case closely. Rob Manfred said we have enough to put um, Bauer on the admin list. That was their version of paid leave. He got paid every dollar from uh, last season, obviously, different situation with Bauer now. But I don't know. I mean, the, these cases were brought in March of 2021. So six months into the case, I mean, we know basically everything we know now. Maybe the number has changed from 22 to 40 to 67 different masseuses. But the actual number of lawsuits has only gone up from 22 to 24. So I'm not really sure if I'm, if I'm Roger Goodell, right, what has changed so much, maybe what the Texans knew or didn't know. That doesn't have anything necessarily to do with Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, the complaints when they were drafted in March of 2020 were really bad. And the NFL spoke to a number of these accusers, and it was pretty shocking to me that Goodell didn't think there was enough to put him on the exemplist then. And what's happened, right, he didn't get indicted by any uh, for any type of criminal charges. So um, – you know, maybe maybe Goodell's going to play it safe, and Aaron, as you say, you know, protect the shield. But from an actual legal standpoint, I don't know. The case hasn't gotten worse against the show. Maybe if anything, it's gotten better, right? Because he's avoided criminal charges. I don't expect any criminal charges to flow at this point. When, you know, this time last year, there certainly was a real possibility. Uh, Dan, I, I'll ask a two-part question. I'm not sure how much you can answer it in, you know, with with the the unwritten rules of the legal world and things. I'm not in it, so I don't know. But I will ask just like this. If you were his representative, part one, what would you have told him when this all broke out? Part two, what would you be saying or telling Deshaun Watson today? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, I don't represent him, so I, I, there's no there's no unwritten rules. I can give you my okay. My okay, cool. Now. Yeah, I was just I was just just watching my toes. That's all, brother. No, no, I appreciate it. I mean, here, here's where I think everyone's initial gut would have been, right? It's to settle these cases, get these to go to the background. Um, you know, but that requires your client to have been very honest with you and upfront, right? Um, so I, I don't, I'm, I'd be very surprised if, you know, Watson was keeping numbers, right? 67 masseuses, that's a lot. I don't, maybe he's not keeping track of that, but I would, my initial inclination was to settle these cases, make them go away. My advice now would be very different, right? In hindsight, being 2020. Um, there was a comment that Rusty Hart and his attorney said last week, which I took note of. I don't know how much public reporting it's getting. But Rusty Hardin said that this 24th complaint, he had never heard of that woman's name until that day. Hmm. So that tells me that Deshaun Watson did not know of this person, did not recall her, at least didn't tell his attorney that. So here's the fear, right? If you had settled all, whenever they were 12 cases, 16 cases, 22 cases, even 24, the fact that there are 67 women, and maybe there are more, right, this New York Times wasn't able to track them down. Maybe Watson doesn't remember. That tells you if you settled all 24, the next day, the day after you settle, let's say you settle every case for like 100 grand, which has been reported out there, was an offer that was made to all cases to settle. Then, right, maybe case 25 comes, maybe 26, maybe 27, maybe 30, after some of these other 67 women see what the price tag is. So that's the fear of settling at this point. Um, so I, I think that's what Harden, Rusty Harden, his attorney, is probably saying. Sean, it doesn't make sense to settle because we're seeing new cases pop up a year and a half into this. 
So, you know, if he's going to play this out to its logical conclusion, guys, the trials don't even start until after next year's Super Bowl. And this is not a Johnny Depp, Amber Heard situation with one big trial that goes on for six weeks. Guys, 24 separate trials that will take place over the course of a week here, two weeks here. You know, do the math, right? 24 accusers, two weeks of trial. That's potentially, guys, a year's worth of trials. It's it's a real, you know, in the time game, this thing's going to take a long time if he really wants to play it out all the way. Last one for me, Dan. Dan Lust joining us, uh, sports law expert. Follow him on Twitter at Sports Law Lust. Uh, live golf, live golf. Uh, what uh, what do you what do you make of live golf? Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau. They are now officially they have resigned from the PGA. Uh, what do you you've been tweeting a lot about this? What do you make a what do you make a live golf? I'll spare you guys on the fun independent contractor employee stuff. You know, uh, we'll, we'll see. Maybe a conversation for another day. If the PGA wants to try to block these golfers from competing in live events, then you get into the antitrust question, right? What a what a competing what a you know a, an incumbent league can tell a startup league to do or not to do. That's uh, if you go back to the NFL and USFL stuff. That's a probably a story for another day. We'll see what the PGA does. What I'm very curious, and, and Aaron, I know um, you know you guys have been following this. Phil Mickelson is one of the golfers that, that defected. And as far as I'm concerned, or as far as I know, he has not resigned yet from the PGA. So the PGA, I think, has him within their authority if they want to try to find Phil Mickelson from competing in this type of separate league. So uh, Phil is, has been well-reported. He put on that Augusta National sweatshirt in the first day. Um, I think Phil is going to really challenge these guys, challenge the PGA and figure out the, the extent of their powers. And then just so you know, the listeners know, the PGA does not control any of the majors. They don't control, you know, the so Masters, the British Open, U.S. Open. So these golfers, Dustin, Phil, these guys think they can play in the Masters and, and all the majors um, while staying and live. So uh, it's, it's, we'll see. We'll see if one of these majors wants to try to ban them, a separate legal dispute. But if you're, if you're you know, trying to figure out where the law is, watch what the PGA does very closely here. Suspending them doesn't really mean anything. Those guys were long gone anyway. If the fines come, uh, you know, that's, that's when we'll see some real legal battles flying. He's Dan Lust. Make sure to follow him on Twitter, at Sports Law Lust, uh, sports attorney, law professor at NYU, host of the Conduct Detrimental Podcast. Dan, always bringing the knowledge. We appreciate the time, man. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. My pleasure, guys. That was Dan Lust. Make sure to follow Dan on Twitter at Sports Law Lust. Coming up, we react to some of what Dan said. But first, to Sager, I was a lot more excited about seven or eight minutes ago throwing this over to you. What's trending, <laughs> man? How you doing? Well, two things first off, but I know where you're headed. Uh, what's on your mind the entire night, this UConn college baseball opener at Stanford? But uh, Dan had mentioned that Phil Mickelson not resigning, unlike some other golfers. Mickelson was quite adamant this week, saying, I earned this exemption in my career. I'm not just going to hand it back and give it up. Meanwhile, yeah, the new Live Golf event ended today. These are not four-round tournaments. They're done. It's Saturday. It's done. They're moving on. And there's not another tournament next week. There are only eight total stops on the whole year, the first year of this Saudi-backed tournament. And also, Dan mentioned Ben Roethlisberger. Looking it up, I believe it was a six-game ban for him originally over a decade ago, and then it was reduced, not ten. As for college baseball, the start of the best-of-three Super Regional at number 2 ranked Stanford. UConn was up, what, 9 nothing. Now it's 9-2 at Stanford. Bottom of the second inning, but that Stanford started, this was his shortest out 
outing of the year. So you already now it's have not four. You it just, al- <laughs> it just ruined everything. You already have that feather in your cap. Yeah, home run with two outs in the second, nine four. UConn in the lead. So Stanford ranked two, losing at home. Oregon State. Rank number three in the country, losing at home early 5-4 to Auburn. That game's in the third inning, so we got late baseball. As for the Tampa Bay Lightning, they've won the last two Stanley Cups, and they're going back to the final after eliminating the New York Rangers 2-1 tonight in Game 6 of the NHL's East Finals. So the Lightning won four straight to close out the series. And this is kind of a rarity. We used to have dominance of the same sets of teams getting into the Stanley Cup final year after year decades ago. And now this is kind of a throwback to have this Tampa Bay team, for example, into the final for a third straight year. Colorado was awaiting them. And in the Stanley Cup final, the Avalanche will have home ice advantage. They'll host game one on Wednesday. The Belmont Stakes winner was Mo Donegal, the 5-2 to two favorite. Nest, a Philly with the same trainer, came in second. As for the late baseball, there are three late ball games. Rockies in the second of a doubleheader at San Diego lead the Padres 6-0 in the top of the fourth. Padres starter Mackenzie Gore, who's been great this year with a 4-1 and one record, allowed the six runs in just two and a third innings. San Diego did win the opener in 10 innings, 2-1 over Colorado. San Francisco beat the Dodgers in Clayton Kershaw, 3-2. The big news after the game, pitcher Walker Bueller, who was placed on the injured list with, they said, a strained forearm today. The Dodgers say it's a strained elbow ligament. He's out at least two months, maybe three realistically, since he's not going to be picking up a baseball for six to eight weeks. So on the day they get Kershaw back off the I.L., Walker Bueller, who pitched last night, goes on the I.L. Yankees got two more home runs from Aaron Judge. He has 24 to lead the majors. Yankees won again. Beat the Cubs 8-0. Yankees have won 10 of their last 11. Mariners now lead the Boston Red Sox 4-3 in the bottom of the fourth. And the Angels are ahead of the Mets 3-0 in the bottom of the fifth. The return of Mike Trouty. It's a solo homer in this game. Shohei Otani with an RBI double. Atlanta won its 10th game in a row. Philadelphia won its ninth straight. Miami won its fifth straight game. Texas won in 10 innings today 11-9 at the White Sox as some Chicago fans were chanting fire Tony if you know the kind of week that manager Tony La Russa has had Washington beat Milwaukee again 8-6 the Brewers have lost eight in a row and in today's game on FS1 Oakland which had lost 10 straight got a 10-5 victory at Cleveland a reminder NASCAR's on FS1 again tomorrow Kyle Larson are in the poll this is for the road course at Sonoma in Northern California 4 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday FS1 with the trucks race tonight there are USFL games Sunday Fox TV and FS1 and U.S. men's soccer plays again Tuesday night on FS1 at El Salvador part of the Nations League back to you thanks Steve DeSager this is Fox Sports Radio Fox Sports Saturday Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in for Jason Martin. By the way, if you want to tweet into the show, at Aaron underscore Torres, at Husky, E-N-T, H-U-S-K-E-Y-E-N-T. You know, we just, we, we were going to talk, I was going to save Live Golf for later, but uh, Dan just brought it up, or we brought it up with Dan. And I, I'll tell you this, VJ, I find this absolutely fascinating, this whole conversation. Yes. So, I think most people know, but Saudi backed, you know, it's 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 a new golf league backed by Saudi oil money. The reports are that players, the the, the marquee players are being guaranteed upwards of nine figures, a hundred <laughs> plus million, just in essentially an appearance fee. It, you could finish in last place. I think Phil was in last place at one point during that tournament. 
and you're going to clear 900 nine, nine, nine figures, I should say, over $100 million just for showing up. Um, and it appears as though they want to be a competitor with the PGA. I think it's legit. I think it's for real. I think they have names that people want to see. They're playing, and I think this is the part I don't think a lot of people realize. They're playing some of these tournaments on U.S. soil. They're coming for the PGA. I think the PGA took them a little lightly, and now we're one week into this thing, and there are some really big names that are playing in these events. I'm with you, man. I love this. When I heard about this, I immediately researched it and talked about it on my show, I believe, on Tuesday, because I like anybody that has the gall to upset the colonizer. I'll use that word, the colonizer apple cart, Okay, where you're controlling things, but you really can't control these guys. But they feel like they're being controlled, but nobody ever steps out on their own and kind of goes and do their own thing. Everyone falls in line. And here comes Liv Golf. And Live Golf goes, you know what? Oh, yeah, America, you're not all about money? Really? Watch this. Hey, want to come play for 250 mil? Done. You want to come play for 125 mil? Done. They said there's a story that they offered Tiger Woods upwards of $900 million to come play there. I love this. Also, CEO, two-time major winner, Greg the Shark Norman. And they got names over there. Sergio, Westwood, Poulter, Mickelson. I, I'm with you, dude. Yes, I'm yeah. with you. I'm a golfer. I suck, but I love playing. But I'm horrible. But I love the sport and I love playing. I love this, man. And the suspension the other day, I was at the gym on the treadmill running. And when I saw it come across the screen, dude, I laughed out loud that I had to put my feet on the side where the treadmill's not moving so I wouldn't fall because I said, look at this. This has colonizer written all over. Now that I can't control you, somebody else can have you. Oh, no, no, no. We don't like this. So we're suspending you. I'm with you, bro. I love this. And I'm pulling for Liv. I want that to be known. I'm pulling oh, for Liv you're Golf. you're pulling yes. for Liv. Well, that's very interesting. That is a very interesting comment, uh, and I want to discuss that next. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in for Jason Martin. We'll keep the conversation on live golf going. What a fascinating topic. This is Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in for Jason Martin. Before the break, we were talking about live golf, and VJ, you said you're rooting for live golf. Yes. And I was surprised, and Mike in Jacksonville actually is tweeting in as to why I am surprised. He said, so we are pulling for the same people who financed, you know, financed some serious stuff. The live tour is a joke. A bunch of guys who are past their prime, blah, blah, blah. But then he continued, oh, and let's not forget that Saudi Arabia also carried out, uh, you know, some pretty bad crimes. And so that's why I was surprised. Now, to me, I think it's easy to sit here and say that, well, I, I mean, I wouldn't do it. You know, it's like, but you get offered a hundred million dollars. Dustin Johnson said you could change your life, your lives. But so you have no fundamental issue with these guys taking this money from people that are clearly not good people. We know how women are treated in Saudi Arabia. We know how journalists are treated in Saudi Arabia. We know how homosexuals are treated in Saudi Arabia. You have no fundamental issue with these guys taking uh, this money from people that clearly have a different set of values than we do. Okay, so let me explain it to you all like this. And this is how I just look at things across the board. And I believe I look at it very evenly. I'm from the United States Army, okay? My mother served this country. She was a colonel in the Pentagon. My father was an MP. He had a tour over in the Middle East back in Desert Storm and Be Desert Shore. Right? So I come from a military family. So my pride is very, very strong. 
But I'm also not the guy that you can tell something that's not true. I'm not the guy that you can lie to about what our moral system is. Our moral system, really? Okay. Well, if that's what you want to live by, not you, just speaking in general. If that's what you want to live by, okay, fine. But we know the truths of the world. And if anybody is so worried about the way that another country is treating people and do certain things, my grandmother always told me, always clean your own house before you start going over to other people's house and telling them how dirty their house is. When you live in a glass house, then throw the first stone. I love America, man. I love our country. But the things that you said, the way that they treat people in this and that the, the examples you brought up, it's the same stuff that happens here. It's the exact same stuff that happens here. It's just not maybe um, uh, uh, televised as much or, 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 you know, made of public uh, knowledge. But we know you said, you know, uh, like differences against gays, right? That happens here. The way they treat women. It's not written in law. It's not written in law. I get, Aaron, I get that. But it doesn't, it, it, it might just my opinion. That well, doesn't matter whether it's written in law or not. We have laws that are written here. Well, I mean, and you're, never we gonna watch, stop, you're never going to stop 100% of people from, from discriminating against any whatever. Okay. Uh, but I do think there's a fundamental difference, and, and I don't know every Saudi Arabian law, but, you know, we, you know there's a difference between. I don't know, women not being able to vote, women being stoned to death for having an affair. Um, I get all of that, Aaron. And what happens in the United States. So, let me let me just say, I'll say this. I, I have no problem with these guys taking the money. I, I'm, I'm just somebody that I don't, one, I just don't judge other cultures because that's their world and I don't live in it. Um, I, I don't think it's fair to compare what happens in Saudi Arabia to certain segments of the population as to what happens in the United States. But I'm also just not the person that's going to, oh, my God, well, I will never support. I will never watch Phil Mickelson again because he took money for Saudi oil money. I, that part I don't care about. Uh, I do think there's a fundamental difference between what goes on in Saudi Arabia versus the United States. But I'm not going to I'm not, uh, you know, enough of a. I'm not dumb enough to pretend that if somebody didn't offer me a ridiculous amount of money to do something, um, that I probably wouldn't make the same decision that Dustin Johnson or Bryson DeChambeau or Sergio Garcia made. And that's the point. But see, that's the point I make. And if I could just finish my point really quick. Yeah, the reason absolutely. why I say I'm pulling, for, I'm not pulling for like whoever these individuals are that own the league. Greg Norman's the, uh, the CEO of the, uh, he played golf over here and he's same Americans cheered for him and loved him when he was winning majors. Okay. My point I'm making is like, like you said about the money factor of it don't try to tell me that that money or somebody if somebody were to go well just know that the money comes from this or the money comes from that that money's been here this is nothing that money's been here you think that money hasn't been here in businesses that we patronize the big conglomerates of the world the the, the, the people that are fighting for world supremacy and i'm not going to name any company names you guys know them already we shop at them we we, we surf online on them these companies they're attached to a lot of big things. I'm someone who's knowledgeable enough and educated enough and read and does research and just knows how the world works. So if someone offers these guys and comes over here and says, no, you don't have to be controlled. Controlled. They suspended it, which means we could control you. You don't have to be controlled. You can come play here and play for this money. They don't have any. Those golfers don't have anything to do with their moralsis. I'm just not that guy. I can't be the guy that goes, well, yeah, I know we got some stuff in America, but oh, but it's law there. Or no, that's not how I rock. That's not how I get down. If we're wrong here, we're wrong there too. But that doesn't mean that everybody is. So there can be a pocket of good people. There can be a pocket of a good businessman from a certain sector of the world in life that says, yeah, okay, I may be from this 
country. I may be here, but I didn't do those things. I didn't make those laws. I, hey, I want to give a link to you guys. I want to give you guys the ability to make some money and create a business for myself. Why would I sit and go, oh, well, because they do this and they do this. And I'm not a finger pointer, Aaron. It's basically what I'm saying is why I'm pulling for these guys. Yeah, and I, and I would add, too, um, you know, it also, again, it allows your family to change their lives. And it goes into something that Dan Lust said that he's like, I don't want to get into the boring nuance of X, Y, Z. But he did like these guys are independent contractors. And I think that's what people yes. don't realize. Uh, Steph Curry, when he shows up at the arena, whether his his foot is in a boot or whether he's putting up 43 like last night, that guy gets a check at the end of every week regardless. And uh, golfers. They pay their own way. They they pay for their own lodging. They pay for their own food. Um, and there is no guarantee. I mean, yes, if you're Tiger Woods, yes, if you're a select few. But for the rest of them, you're not making life-changing money, and you're picking up most of your expenses as well. And so that plays a role in it as well. I think it's easy for people to throw stones to say that I would do this, I would do something different. It's a lot different when you're in their shoes. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, uh, VJ Husky. Mention Steph Curry. NBA Finals next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back, everybody. Hour three, Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in for Jason Martin tonight. Before we get to the rest of the show, really quickly, do want to welcome some new listeners. Bakersfield, California. We have our great affiliate out there, AM970. And we are adding an additional simulcast on AM 800 to cover more of Kern County up there in Central California. So welcome in AM 800 in Bakersfield. Vijay, quick two hours. We got two hours left to say girl. Fast, right? I know, man. The say girl join us in about forty for uh, his extended update. Uh, Bernie will join us, of course, in the middle of the next hour to preview straight out of Vegas. But lead topic tonight, I mean, I think it is the lead topic anyway. Uh, Game four NBA Finals last night. Warriors win by 10 in a game that I think you can legitimately call one of not only the best, but I think most important of Steph Curry's career. Uh, We talked about a lot in hour one. If you missed it, make sure to go back and download the podcast. But Warriors are beat up. 
Clay does not appear to be anywhere close to 100%. Hopefully another offseason he gets some more confidence back. But listen, Clay's on the other side of 30. Um, it's not going to be easy for him. Um, you know, it's not going to be easy for him to get back to the to, to the player that he was. Draymond is a little bit older. Uh, Jordan Poole's not quite there yet. Andrew Wiggins may be the only player that's really right in the smack dab middle of his prime in terms of the marquee players for the Warriors. Steph Curry, 43 points, seven three-pointers, all the big shots. I thought it was one of the best and then again also most important games of his career as he leads the Warriors to a win in Game 4. Now we're headed back to San Francisco Game 5 Monday night, and it is a best-of-three series, my man. And you know what's so impressive about what Steph is also doing? is that he's doing this with a short bench. Yeah. If you think about it, man, Lee Kaminga, Toscano Anderson, and Moody Weisman's are all playing. Weisman's well, Weisman's out. He, yep. He's out. He's not even playing. He's the number two overall pick in the draft uh, just last year. But those guys I just named are all averaging under three minutes per game. Like, he, there's there's nobody to bring off the bench. I, I love what Wiggins is doing. It's a Clay just real fast. You, you know what's so weird about what's happening with Clay? Technically, he's 17-2-2, two two, right? But if you look at the percentages, and that's where you just go, what's going on here? 36 from the field, 34 from three. And 34 from three, there are <laughs> 70% of the league that would love to shoot 34% from the three. But for Clay, who's normally 41, 42, 43, it's just, you know, it's 10 percentage points. Uh, behind, but I just think what Steph's doing, man, is just like you said, most important, one of the most impressive. Think about it in this finals, he's shooting fifty percent from the field, forty nine percent from three. Aaron, that's insane. Like that's, I mean, that's why I said last night when he lets at that yell, you could tell he at at some point in that game he just had to lock in and go, okay, we're either winning this or losing this on me because no one else is is gonna help me. But I, I agree with you, man. It's it was a super super important game, and we go back and I I think they close it in six. I think Boston. I, I I've said all year long I like them. They're a good basketball team to great basketball team. But when I look at them, I do not see championship basketball team. So that's interesting because obviously Celtics were up two to one going into last night. They led at halftime, and if it wasn't for Steph going next level, you know, all-time great performance, Celtics might be up 3-1 right now. So, so what is it that, that they're missing that you don't believe that they're a championship team? I, they're missing their, their Steph. They're missing their Kobe. They're missing their LeBron. They're missing their Shaq, their Wade, their Duncan, their 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 Paul Pierce. They're missing. But you mentioned that. the 04, you yeah. mentioned the 04 Pistons. They didn't have that guy. I mean, Chauncey Billups, you know, they have Hall of Famers, but they don't have that guy that's just like the guy right now this second. And Chauncey Billups actually is average average more points in that finals than Jason Tatum is averaging in these finals. Jason Tatum averaged 27 points this year, guys. He's averaging 22 in the finals. That you can't fall back 5 points in the finals from your season average. And that's what's always been my argument against Boston is I thought the East was really beat up this year. I thought COVID hit everybody. We know that. But it felt like it felt like the East just was really got pounded. Chicago, the the Bucks, you know, the Let Nets. Let me jump in real quick. Sure. Yeah, n- sure. No, what I was going to say was, and that was why I wasn't sold on Boston coming into these finals. Okay. Not that they weren't deserving, but yeah. you go through, take out the Nets, totally dysfunctional, whatever. Um, you have the Milwaukee Bucks goes to Game 7 in Boston without Chris Middleton for most of that series. The whole series. Didn't he play Game 1? I thought he played no, Game 1. No, but no, so, 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 so perfect example. And it goes 7. Mm-hmm. 
next series, we know about Miami. Jimmy Butler was in and out of the lineup. Kyle Lowry was less than 100%. Uh, Tyler Hero was in and out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. So that was why I wasn't sold. But I have been sold on the Celtics once they got to these finals because it's the defense. It carries. It travels. But I will say I do think there is something to it uh, that, you know, at some point Tatum, we we all labeled you and he even got mad about it. We got the audio somewhere there. Maybe we'll play it in a minute in a minute, Dom. But we have. But. He even said himself, I don't know why you guys label me a superstar, but we did label him a superstar because he has that and he hasn't been that guy uh, throughout these NBA finals. Exactly. But it, and, and that's the problem. And, and to me, I call this the finals of misconception. There's a lot of misconception myths that I really do hope get busted with these finals. And that's why I need Golden State and want Golden State to win so that a lot of stuff people have been saying for the last five or six years, I have a memory like an elephant. I watch a lot and listen to a lot, and I keep clips. I record everything I do. I go back. I save things. I I like, I love to go back and go, hey, remember about five years ago? Da, 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 da. I, I, that's what we do in this industry, right? So This is the misconception. And this misconception that he's a superstar. He was right when he said that. Jason Tatum's a really good to great player. He's not a superstar. Superstar. We did this with Devin Booker. Oh, he's the next Kobe. The next Kobe, my butt. No, you're not, dude. You're not. Cl- and how did that look in the playoffs? Well, you know what's so- funny about that? I noticed last night, you know, game one, game two, Jason Tatum was wearing the number 24 yes. uh, shoulder, uh, not shoulder, elbow pad. He wasn't wearing it last night. No, no. He only wore He only wore it in game seven. Okay. Against the Heat. Okay. He didn't wear because I mentioned that when I watched game one, I said, oh, he ain't got the Kobe wristband on. Because I'm a Kobe guy. So I like that, that he had the shoes and he had the quote inside the shoes and game seven and showed it. And just really back to revert back to what you were saying about Boston. Remember, they're playing the – you already named everything that was going on with the Heat. Dude, there, Jimmy Butler missed three. Jimmy has no mm-hmm. gas in his tank. Jimmy's going for the win. We're going to the Fair. finals on me. Oh, we're going to Cancun on me. And I, and I love that about a player. Take the shot. This right basketball play crap. Get that out of here. I don't want to hear it. Take the shot. You're the guy. Take the shot. You're driving a bus like Barkley said. Take the shot. So I just, when they got to the finals, I still looked at him and said, they haven't played back-to-back great games yet. They have a great game, bad game. Great game, bad game. Horrible game. Exceptional game. Good game, bad game. Good game. That's not a championship team. Championship teams don't play like that. Teams that could get to the finals play like that. Golden State hasn't had really a bad game. They had two bad fourth quarters. They've really outscored them yeah. the rest of these games. And they haven't scored under 100 points yet. 108, 107 twice, and 100. The Celtics have scored under 100 twice in this series, including 86 points. So I, that's why I thought that this, and this defensive team too that we love, to, it's a great defense. They foul a lot, and they flop a lot. And I go back to the 30 for 30 of Bad Boys where Isaiah Thomas said famously, Everybody else was allowed to play like us but us. It feels mm-hmm. like Boston's the only team that's really allowed to be physical in the playoffs, and nobody else is, and I don't like that type of officiating. And then we go, well, they're a great defensive team. Are they really a great defensive team? They let one guy beat them last night. It's not a great defensive team to me, but I'm just a radio guy. What he's do not I know? Just a great, he's not just a great offensive player, Steph. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Because everybody else looks shook to me. He's a, but but if you're a great defensive team, in just my opinion, Aaron, you should be able to stop one guy. If you just got one guy, even if he scores 43, you should. We saw LeBron score 40, 47, 45, and lose, right? Because he had no other help because he was playing against, at that time, what the Warriors like, what, number one, number two in the league in defense? Not just that defense efficiency. No, just when you watch the game, dude, they lock up. Draymond was the best defender in the league, defensive player of the year multiple times. That's the guy that you're going against, and then everybody feeds off that. 
that I don't think Boston's that even though Smart won Defensive Player of the Year, but I think Smart flops a lot, and I, you know, and, and fouls a lot, and doesn't get called for it. So this great defensive team thing, okay, if that's what the narrative is, and that's what we're gonna see on social media and on all the talk shows and debate shows, cool. But I put the film on, and I watch one guy on a hurt foot hang forty three on you in your own building last night and beat and had ten boards. He had more boards than the center on his team. I just, you know, I think they're a great, a good team. I don't know if they're a great team. They're definitely not a championship team. So game five is obviously Monday night in Oakland. I assume that it sounds like you feel pretty confident that Golden State's going to take care of business in Oakland on Monday night. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'll take the, I'm, I'm waiting for the spread to come. I'll take the spread. I'll probably take the over. I'll probably take the over. I think Golden State comes home. Steph gets two days off, right? Gets two days to rest. And Clay, we're still waiting on the Clay game. Vegas had highest score in this series at a plus 1,000 for Clay. And I took it because I figured there's that Clay game coming, right? There's always a Clay game. 42, 49, he's got to score 44 because Steph won 43, hit 43 in order for me to win my money on that bet. But we're, we still don't have the clay game. It's coming. That 25-point game last night was nothing. I think they win, and I, I think they win big on Monday night. You think they win big on yeah, Monday Yeah, double night. digits, double digits, 12, 13 points. Yeah. What makes you so calm? I mean, because, again, they were down at half. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Steph doesn't go crazy cyborg, mm-hmm. um, you know, clay, clay, clay was fine. You know, Wiggins, most most putbacks, everything was around the rim. I mean, Wiggins isn't taking over a game. Poole had about a good four-minute stretch in the first quarter. So you said they win big. What gives you confidence that they win big? Shaq calls them the others, which I don't like. I ain't going to front. I, I think it's almost like kind of to me like, yeah, those other guys. It, that's the comedian, and that's the 20-year stand-up comedian in me coming out too. But I, I like to call them the must-haves. Because you must have these guys to win a championship. And the must-haves always play better at home. I think the must-haves play better at home. Steph's averaging 34, so he's going to get his. Draymond, I think, is just a lost cause. But I think some of the other guys do score well. Wiggins continues to play well. I'm still waiting on that 18-12, and 20-12 and 12 game from Looney that he can have every eight or nine, you know, type games in a clay game. I think Monday could be the clay game where 37, 36, and he's just on fire. Crowds loud. And Boston, I, you know, like I said, they, they have two guys scoring 22 a game. I just don't think you can win the finals with two guys averaging 22, next guy at 15. And, you know, I just, I, I think the, the must haves play much better at home. Curry does what he does, and we finally get the clay game. This is Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in for Jason Martin. By the way, you want to tweet into the show at Aaron underscore Torres at Husky, E-N-T, H-U-S-K-E-Y-E-N-T. Coming up, I want to stay in the NBA, VJ, but I want to go to another guy that, you know, you mentioned Jason Tatum. Is he a superstar? Is he not? Another guy that was labeled a superstar, hasn't been a superstar. He said something interesting this week that kind of got under my skin. Uh Uh-oh. I'm going to tell you that next. This is Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in for Jason Martin. By the way, you want to get into the show, tweet us at Aaron underscore Torres. Uh, He is at Husky, E-N-T, H-U-S-K-E-Y-E-N-T. So before the break, VJ, you mentioned Jason Tatum. Um, Are we in a rush to label him a superstar? And I will just say in general, my biggest pet peeve with the coverage of the NBA is exactly that. Is the second a guy has two good games in a row, oh my God, he's next. Oh my God, Jason Tatum, he's the future. 
Donovan Mitchell. I was told Donovan Mitchell was the future three years ago. He hasn't won a playoff series since. Nope. Um, John Morant, is he the best player in the league? I don't know. Maybe he can win a playoff series before we decide that. Congrats to him on making it to the second round. So there's another guy that maybe even more than any of those guys, a lot of sizzle and not a lot of steak yet, and that's Zion Williamson. Mm. And I understand. I understand. He's been hurt, and the organization was being careful. Whatever. So Zion was at a youth camp today in the New Orleans area. And he was asked about kind of his future and wanting to stay in New Orleans. And he said, I do want to be here. That's no secret. I feel like I've stood on that when I spoke. And then he kind of was asked about, you know, him being at a youth event, does that have anything to do with it? He says, currently, this does not really have anything to do with that. This is just me wanting to be a pillar in my community. Can I just say one thing about Zion? Dude, Shut up and play basketball. And that wasn't like the Laura Ingram shut up and dribble. Like that, That's not what it was. The dude played zero games this year. And I understand that he was asked a question. And he answered the only way that he could answer. But why are you even talking about the... What have you done to earn the right to even want to leave? I don't know. Like, I think there's a way you can answer that question. I think there's a way you could just be like... Asked about your future. Listen, I've always wanted to be here, but to be honest, my main focus is to get back on the court and help this team. My team took the number one seed in these playoffs down to the wire in the first round, and I sat there on the sidelines. Forget about leaving. I just want to help my team. I don't know why, but that really bothered me, VJ. And maybe I'm just totally overreacting and it's totally whatever. But when you play zero games, when you have at this point in your career, finished through three seasons you are 21 years old you're about to be 22 in july same birthday as me so he can't be that bad um (laughs) you you forfeit the right to talk about your future and anything other than i want to get back to help my team in any way i can i don't know why all this will zion stay will zion go what has he done to warrant other teams wanting him i'm sorry i know i'm overreacting but i don't know why this whole (laughs) this whole thing bothered me it really did I, I'm gonna take two sides of it, okay? I'm gonna take the uh, calm professional side, and then I'm gonna take the hype fan side. So the calm professional side is, you're right. I I hate it too, bro. It, somebody scores some points and and has a good game. Real quick, I, let me just jump in. There's probably of the under 25 crowd on New Orleans. If if you had to pick under 25 players on New Orleans, Zion might be number three right now behind Brandon Ingram and Herb uh, Jones, and I'm not even going to get into Jose Alvarado. Uh, Let's stop, 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 stop. Herb, okay. jo- Herb stop. Jones? Stop. Just be careful. Stop, A.T., stop. Yo. Stop with what? Stop with this this overreacts. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. You were answering some of your own questions. Yeah, you're overreacting, man. We understand what the media part is, so we don't have to talk about that. We both agree to that. People that listen to us and notice, they know that. Man, I'm going to pull out my Mike Epps day-day right now. Man, I like that dude, Zion, man. I'm pulling for Zion. Number one, he reminds me of two of my favorite players that I ever watched playing was Charles Barkley and Sean Kemp. It looked like they just put together their their DNA. He reminds me of me because he's got to get on a treadmill nah, and get nah, back listen, to work. Oh, so you know what? See, I don't even like using the H word, but you kind of sound like you're doing that right now. Heavy? Heavy? No, he is no. A heavy. no. Oh, now, now I'm going to say it. Hater! I'm no, going to say it now. I'm not a hater. I'm, I just I just think that when you have – it's one thing – What do you okay. want him to say, Aaron? What do you want him to say? I, I, what I would have wanted him to say was – if somebody asked him about his future in New Orleans, this is the only answer that I want to hear. 
It's the Jim Mora playoffs. Playoffs. This is what I want to hear. Future. Future. My team just pushed the Phoenix Suns to the wire. My brothers were out there with their blood, sweat, and tears. Future. I'm just trying to get back to help win, take us to the next level. That's the answer that I want to hear. I don't want to hear about this. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, well, of course I want to stay here. Come on now. How about you get your butt on the court and help your team win games? I feel like you're blaming him. You're not giving no You're not giving no responsibility to the front office and the way that they've screwed this up and the way that they've treated this guy, treated the injury. The, like You're not giving none of this to the organization. This is all on Zion. Is that what I'm hearing? I think year one, when they brought him to the bubble, they made a very tactical mistake limiting his minutes. This year... It's on him, man. You got to stay healthy. You got to be healthy. That that part of it, that part of it is true. But I want to go back to the the comment today. I feel like is something that I, I feel like you were upset before the comment, and the comment gives you yes validity. Zion, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The comment gives you validity to come on air now and now say it. you were upset <laughs> you at Zion me. before the comment. Exactly. So the comments, nothing. What do you want these kids to say? They, I told listen, you what I want them to say. A lot of people have screwed this up, and him too. He has to have self accountability. I am a big, I am a big proponent in sports. I like athletes with self accountability. If you don't have self accountability, I you know I can admit you're good, but I, I might not cheer for you. You mentioned about John Moran. He don't have a lot of self accountability, man. He's a and I've seen him before. We've seen him before. His name is uh, Derek Rose. His name is Tracy McGrady. His name is Anthony Hardaway. I've seen point guards, guys. Yes, I have that come through the lane. They can jump high. They can dunk on people, and they can get forty and fifty points. I've seen that. Tell me what any of those guys have done yet. Tell me what any of those guys I just named that were already John Morant. Another day, another story for another day. Back to Zion. Everybody has screwed this up. He is doing well. He has lost weight. I'm pulling for the kid because I feel like there are people like you, Aaron, no, see, that are yeah. waiting for him to – I do. You're no, waiting for him to fail. No, I'm not waiting for him to fail because I'm a college hoops guy. Everybody knows that. Oh, yeah. And he had one of the most incredible college seasons ever. And I believe that he truly – I believe he loves basketball, and I, I do believe that his body has let him down. By the way, it let him down in high school. It let him down at Duke. It yep. let him down in summer league. It let him down as a rookie. I also, I just, I feel like you forfeit, you forfeit the right to have any comment about like your future or like get on the court and give us a reason to ask you about your future that's where my that's where my issue comes in and it's not that i'm rooting first of all i would never root against a 21 year old that clearly no no i'm serious i'm just messing with you man. no because what i would say is people think when we have a negative opinion in this space it's oh you don't like my guy oh you don't like my team oh you're rooting against no man come on he's 21 years old um, he literally was one of the great shining stars, even if it was only for one year in college basketball history, put together one of the most iconic seasons ever, uh, was just a joy to watch. And I want to see that on the court. And okay. so I understand this concept that, you know, uh, he was asked a question. I get all that. I just feel like, man, dude, especially the other thing, too, is it's not as though the team is flailing without him. The team was thriving without him. Now, imagine what they might be able to do. And, and I don't know how all the pieces would fit in when, when he comes back next season. But, man, I, and I'll say this. I, I hope, I hope he, he gets back on the court and reaches his potential. That team's already talented without him. Like, I, I don't really care about your future right now, Zion. You know what your future needs to be? Getting your butt back on the court and contributing to a team that was really successful without you this year. And that part of it I get. But once again, I have to say the corny line, he was asked by one of us, by somebody from our world, our industry, he was asked. I mean, if he didn't answer it any other way, I, I feel like if he didn't answer it like the way you say, 
then there was been a, there'd have been somebody else that says, "Oh, give me a break, Zion. Come on, man. Like, just be honest with us. Just be, you know what I'm saying. I think there's just always be something. But I do want to see him back on the court. And I go out on a limb. Those pieces are gonna fit just fine. I love the coaching staff there. I love what they're doing there. He plays at least 65 games next year. That's a 50 win basketball team in the Western Ooh. Conference. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'll go out on. I'll say it right now in June. I'll go out on a limb now. But he's got to play 65 games. 65 games. That's a fit. This kid is going to be phenomenal if two things. He stays on the court. Best ability in sports is availability. You're right about that. But also, too, that 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 franchise, let's not act like this franchise hasn't run off superstars. Let's not, and there's a whole backstory there, of course, with him, you know, AD Finer's agent didn't hire Rich Paul, blah, blah, blah. We know that. That's tampering. No one wants to call it that, but it was straight up tampering. But this 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 isn't a a, a franchise that, you know has endeared their athletes and 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 they've run some they've rubbed some superstars wrong before. So before we vilify Zion and want him on the court and all those other things, I just like to look at the whole pie instead of just half or just a slice. Not saying this what you're doing, but I know that happens a lot in sports. And like I say, he's a 21 year old kid. I, I I guarantee you he just wants to play ball, but everybody's got to do their part. I hope so, too. 27 points and 7.2 rebounds per game in 61 games last year. It's easy to forget he was an all-star in what was the closest thing that we have to a full season for Zion during the 2020-2021 season. This is Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres, Jason Martin is out. VJ Husky is in. Coming up, VJ, you're a Dolphins guy, right? Yes, I'm a Dolphins lifer. Well, yeah, we might have another Dolphins life for a quarterback. The next Dan Marino, according to Tyreek Hill. (laughs) We'll discuss that next. DeSager, what's trending, man? So no titles either for him is what you're saying. (laughs) Oh, too soon. Too easy. Just too easy. I I will say that anytime somebody brings that up, I kind of want to say the second, but you know how awesome Dan Marino was, right? Of course. Because it's it's like the people who say, well, Steph Curry's never been MVP of the finals, but you know how well he's played in the finals, right? Because when Andre Iguodala won that MVP, Curry averaged 26 points a game and Iguodala was 16 points a game. He doesn't control the voting. He was still good. The other one is Chris Paul. It's like the guy's 5'10", he's 37 years old. And he completely takes over games. And I'm sorry that he hasn't won a title in a in a sport where, you know, LeBron made eight straight and the Warriors made five in six years. Like, yeah. it's not easy to do. And it's the same with Dan Marino. Uh, but I always, like, I, I just get so annoyed because I, I think Chris Paul is an all-time great. I get why he gets under people's skin. But, like, this whole, oh, I mean, he's never won a title. It's like... Yeah, he's been really awesome for like 18 straight years. Like, we can also acknowledge that too, right? Yeah, the ultimate it annoyed would be if you go back to like 1970s Olympics with the U.S. and how many swimmers and track competitors had medals stolen from them by the systemic cheating of East Germany, for example. I mean, there were people that were even, in some cases, beating East Germans, doped East Germans. And Mm -hmm. it was just, it's a shame for their legacy. Shirley Babishoff in swimming comes to mind that they're not remembered as among the great ever because of cheating. Tampa Bay Lightning are on to the Stanley Cup final again. They were down 0-2 in the East final against the Rangers and then including tonight won the last four games in the series. 2-1 tonight's final score. Tampa Bay becomes the eighth defending cup champion in NHL history to overcome an 0-2 series deficit to win a best of seven. The first to do so since Chicago in 2014. The stat coming in though was that the Rangers who overall have been so-so this postseason and now eliminated, they were 5-0 and in elimination games 
until tonight. And so you know how the ticker goes along the bottom of the ESPN scroll, the channel. So it gives the score, Lightning 2, Rangers 1. And then someone posted that right after that, below it says... Rangers' first loss in an elimination game this postseason. Let's think about that. <laughs> that's pretty good. Somebody then tweeted, I mean, yeah, that's kind of how elimination games work. <laughs> if it was their second loss, that would be that's impressive. That, that really would be news if you got more than one. Anyway, congratulations so far to your UConn Huskies. They go yes. to the sixth Woo. inning, still leading at number two ranked Stanford, 11 to four. This is the first of the best of three in college baseball's super regional to see who goes to next week's College World Series. While Stanford's losing an opener at home. Number three, Oregon State is losing its opener at home. 6-4 to Auburn in the sixth inning. Number one ranked Tennessee won today to stay alive in its best of three, which has a finale coming up. And uh, as for the NBA, don't forget that coming up is game five, but it's not till Monday night at Golden State with the series tied two games apiece against Boston. There are three late ball games in the major leagues. Rockies lead 6-2 at San Diego. Bottom of the seventh. Padres have three hits and three errors. San Diego did win the first of this doubleheader in 10 innings, 2-1 over Colorado. The Red Sox lead 5-4 at Seattle in the bottom of the sixth inning. Rafael Devers and J.D. Martinez with home runs. And the Angels have Mike Trout back in the lineup tonight. He's hit two home runs. Shohei Otani has a home run. And the Angels lead the Mets 8-1 in the top of the seventh inning. Yankees won again 8-0 over the Cubs, who've lost five straight. Atlanta won its 10th in a row. Philadelphia won its ninth straight game. Miami won its fifth in a row. Andy Murray advanced to the final of this week's Wimbledon tune-up in Germany. Wimbledon starts in just over two weeks. French Open champion Iga Sviantek is dealing with a shoulder injury. She withdrew from a Wimbledon tune-up yesterday. Sviantek is ranked number one in women's tennis. She's won 35 straight matches. FS1 had the truck series race tonight on the road course at Sonoma in Northern California. It was won by Kyle Busch. He has a record 62 career victories in that series. Kyle Larson are in the poll for tomorrow's Cup Series event. That'll be on FS1 NASCAR tomorrow, Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. There are USFL games Sunday on Fox TV and then on FS1. U.S. Men's Soccer plays again Tuesday night at El Salvador on FS1. And Charles Schwartzel won the new Live Golf event by one stroke, while the Belmont Stakes winner was Mo Donegal, the 5-2 favorite. Nest, a filly with the same trainer, came in second. Back to you. Thank you, Sager. So, Sager, you're back in about 10 minutes uh, with your extended update. What do you got for us? Well, we will give you the answer to a trivia item of what Tampa Bay is trying to do, that is win a third straight Stanley Cup. They'll open at Colorado on Wednesday. Hasn't happened much in recent decades, but of the four major sports, who can you name that's won three titles in a row? There's also an amazing Yarmir Yager-related stat, uh, Mm. something that's been broken that we will update. And we've, as I kind of teased, we've got the baseball winning streaks going left and right. And Aaron Judge, with two more homers today, extends his lead in that category in the majors. How large a lead it is, you won't believe the stat we have to pass along on that. All I'll say is whenever you can work Yarmir Yager into the show, I mean, you got to take full advantage. So thank you to Sager, Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, uh, VJ Husky in for Jason Martin. And Aaron, so, if I could really quick, man. Lay it on me. I, 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 you know what? I gave Steve 
like that compliment, man. And I, I like I really juiced the guy. Like I gave him, you know, some some good stuff. And then he strikes like a cobra, man, with the Dan Marino joke, dude. Like mm. I, that was oh, like I was hurt for about eight seconds. Like that really hurt me. His nothing, explanation cleared it up, but you know, nothing this Sager can say. <laughs> Will bring you more pain than being a Dolphins fan in the last thirty years. So, uh, but and it's you a, snuck one in too. You know what? But it's a new era, though, and I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> Tyreek Hill is not only a Dolphin; he's got a podcast. And on the debut of his podcast, he was kind of asked about the situation in Miami. And here's what he had to say about the new starting quarterback to a tongue of Viola. Oh. Well, actually, you know what? I, can't, I'm, I pulled up the wrong article. What he basically said was, though, was that he believes that while Patrick Mahomes has the bigger arm, that Tua is the more accurate quarterback, and that people are sleeping on Tua. Let me see if I can find the exact quote. I've had a chance to see Tua throw the ball myself, but he's that dude, bro. Like, what a lot of people don't know, like, I'm not just sitting just saying this because he's my quarterback now. Like, I'm not trying to get more targets right now, but what I'm trying to say is Tua is that deal, bro. Bro, he has a heck of an arm, bro. He's accurate. And then the conversation kept going. Julius Collins, the co-host, said, who has the stronger arm, Tua or Patrick Mahomes? Hill said, obviously, 15 has the strongest arm, but as far as accuracy-wise, I'm going with Tua all day. Mm. Tyreek Hill says Tua's the real deal. You buying Tyreek Hill? You buying what your eyes said? What do you, what, 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 where are we at on Tua? I, I always have to just stay steadfast on what, I, what my initial opinion always is about players. And any quarterback that's ever come from Nick Saban, has just not been successful in the NFL. I mean, you can go back to Michigan State. I mean, just LSU. Like, you can go through his quarterbacks and just he every, – everything else is great, especially his defensive guys. But, you know, I just don't see quarterbacks. And then quarterbacks, even Alabama, even though I am pulling for Jalen Hurt in Philly, I'm pulling for him because I think he can be a really good quarterback. And they got Bryce Young there who I've called and covered his games out here at, uh, for modern day out here in Southern California. So I, I, I look at that first. And I thought Jalen Hurt was the better quarterback when they were in college. But when you put on the aqua and orange, I do become a fan, and I want you to be successful for my team. That means I got to really like you a whole bunch because I'm sport, team, player, coach. That's my order, my pecking order as far as my love for sports go. I hope he's the guy. They've done everything to put the talent around him. Now, here's the thing. You've been hearing how accurate he was since high school. So this sure. isn't nothing. Yeah, this isn't nothing sure. new. The knock on, the, 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 the tip of the cap to him through high school in Honolulu and Hawaii and through Alabama and down in Tuscaloosa is how accurate he is. People. Now, yeah. I am a I am a Dolphin fan. I have the package. I watch every Dolphin snap every year. So I watched games. I watched every game last year. He had absolutely no line. Pro Football Focus voted it the 32nd-ranked offensive line in football. Devontae Parker, receiver in and out of the lineup, doesn't like to keep his hamstring t- loose and his quad loose in his hips. So he misses a bunch of games. He's going to go to New England, do all these great things, right? Okay, hold the dice on that. Get back to me in about October, November. We'll revisit that topic. You know, no running game. The defense can only do so much. They've gone out. They put the pieces around them. And, and, and we're going to see. That, that's the only thing I can tell people. Is we're going to see this year. Tariq Hill, Jalen Waddle, Mike Gesicki, you bring in uh, the receiver, you bring in the receiver, the free agent kid out of Dallas, you get three offensive linemen, you bring in two speed running backs that Coach McDaniel knows from San Francisco and from coaching with those guys before. They've, they're, they're trying to put all the pieces around him. 
But it's hard to do in the NFL. In, in college, you can just recruit all the great players down in Alabama, right? And, of course, you're going to look good. Every quarterback looks good at Alabama. They have five or six different guys that won national championships. Tell me where they are in the NFL, though. So, my take on Tua is I'm pulling for him. I was not a fan at college of, of Tua. I thought Jalen Hurt was better. I hated that he didn't get his job back and that he had to transfer to Oklahoma. I, I can have a whole topic and a whole show about that. But you're wearing awkward and orange. So, therefore, I am pulling for him. And if Tariq says this, then I believe him. Because what reason does he have to say this? Because if he's dead wrong, he's going to look really stupid. So, I'm with him, and I'm with Tua because he's riding with my Dolphins, man. 11-6 and six is what I like this year. Well, there's one good reason why he can say that and it doesn't have to worry about being wrong. Because if it if Tua ain't that guy, guess who's going to be back next year and guess who won't? Tyreek's going to be back either way. <laughs> Tua will not. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'll say this, though, in all seriousness. Yeah. Uh, we're going to find out about Tua this year. Real because fast. It, if you got Jalen Waddle yeah. and you got the Cheetah and yeah. you got everything that he has, there really are no excuses. Yeah. Coming up. We bring back DeSager. He's got some Yarmer Yager stats. You're going to want to stay tuned for Aaron Torres, VJ Husky, in for Jason Martin, Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. 
Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, VJ Husky, in for Jason Martin. Whether Jason is in or not, every show at this time, every Saturday around 945, we bring in DeSager for an extended update. DeSager, what do you got for us? Well, we'll start with the trivia item that we teased. Can you give me a franchise out of the four major sports that from 1980 to now, somebody that has won three straight championships. But guess that's what the Tampa Bay Lightning are trying to do. They advance to the final tonight. They have won the last two Stanley Cups trying to make it three. Who's won three straight among the four major sports? Well, the Bulls. Chicago Bulls twice in the 1990s. Anybody else since 1980? To say, uh, you want to jump in, VJ? Yeah, yeah the three, three straight championships in pro sports? Mm-hmm. The Lakers. Lakers with Shaq and Kobe starting in 2000. The, the Yankees had one three-year stretch. Correct. Right? Yeah, the starting Yankees. in 1998 with Derek Jeter and company. There is one other. How and far it, are we going back? It started in 1980. Oh, the Islanders. The New York Islanders won four straight. They're the last Stanley one to Boom. go four straight, right? That is correct in any of the major sports. By the way, let me just say really quick. When I grew up, like my first years watching basketball were the Bulls. And then the Bulls won, you know, six out of eight. And then the Lakers won three in a row. I just thought it was like perfectly normal to have teams win three in a row <laughs> all the right. time. Like, yeah. Yeah, like it was just like that's what everybody did, and and obviously that couldn't be the first thing from the. So the Lakers were the last one to win three in a row. That in any of Pre-Tampa. the four major yes. sports. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. That's very interesting. This used to be quite common in the NHL. If we have time, we'll get to that. If not, next hour. But with the New York Rangers eliminated, we now know what two teams and therefore what two rosters will be in this year's Stanley Cup Final: the Lightning against the Avalanche. With the Rangers eliminated, according to Sportsnet in Canada, and the NHL itself retweeted this, an incredible Yarmir Yager stat officially comes to an end because, believe it or not, this will be the first time in the Stanley Mm. Cup final since 1979 that an NHL teammate of Yager will not be playing in the final. Unbelievable This is a guy that was in the final 30 years ago. And this stat has still been true this whole time. Doesn't wow. I think Shaq has a stat like that, too, where it's like since 1981, <laughs> every finals has featured one of his former teammates. No, last year it was Rondo was the, the last one, I believe. I could be mistaken on that. But This is amazing, though, because 79, I'm... 79. Yeah. 1979. And I know that the Super Bowl had a streak of there was 26 straight years that was broken just a couple years back where somebody from the Nebraska Cornhuskers was in a Super Bowl Hmm. 26 years in a row. Wow. LSU, of course, had plenty of guys in last year's Super Bowl. That made it 21 straight years for LSU to have somebody in the Super Bowl. Georgia's had 21 straight. Apparently, Purdue, until recently, had 21 straight years. It's just Hmm. amazing. But with Yager, this is a guy who started with the Penguins as a teenager in the early 90s. His first two years, he won the Stanley Cup. And he was still playing in the NHL at age 40. So it's just, uh, he probably at age 50, he's still playing in some league around the world, but it's an amazing streak that has officially tonight come to an end. 1979? 1979. I've wow. seen the list. 43 years. I love that stat. Yeah. So like <laughs> you can some, make some money off that at the sports Mark bar, Messier man. wound up his teammate. Well, Messier was certainly in the finals with Edmonton even before Yager 
got to the NHL. So that that's why it goes wow. back so far. It's an amazing stat. The New York Yankees did win tonight again. They've won ten of eleven. Shut out the Cubs in one of the Fox TV games tonight, eight nothing. They hit six solo, solo homers in the first five innings. Aaron Judge with two more homers. He leads the majors with twenty four this year. This blew me away from the experts at Stats Inc. Aaron Judge currently has seven more home runs than anyone else in the major leagues. In history, the last major league player to have a larger lead in home runs over the rest of the majors through this date in June, Babe Ruth in 1928 had a nine-homer lead over the rest of the league. Second place at the time was his teammate Lou Gehrig. Aaron Judge is that far ahead of the field in the major leagues in the home run category and he's batting 300 by the way and the Yankees won again they're 43 and 16 on the season and Giancarlo Stanton homered as well the one off his bat went almost 120 miles per hour through the air a dart to deep left field over 430 feet Mike Trout returned to the Angel lineup tonight Solo homer, two-run homer, the latter of which was estimated at 425 feet to center field. So Trout has 16 homers. Shohei Otani hit his 13th, and this is one of the late ball games that's going. The Angels lead the Mets 9-2 to two in the top of the eighth inning. And this is a Mets team that with a win tonight would have been 40-21 and 21 on the season. They had a 7-1 and one pitcher on the mound tonight, Carlos Carrasco, but he took the loss. He was out in the fifth inning, allowed five runs. Let's update the UConn Huskies. They're still <laughs> leading at number two rank Stanford going to the seventh. 11-4. Pre- preliminary congratulations on game oh, one oh, oh, we of don't the best we, of three here. Yeah, we, we got we got a lot left in this game, and we got a big one tomorrow. Is that it, DeSager? Yeah, but by the way, the guys did touch the trophy on the ice tonight. It's not a jinx. I can say this. There you go. Well, thank you, DeSager, Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, VJ Husky. Coming up, Deshaun Watson. We discuss that next. Welcome in, everybody. Hour four, Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in for Jason Martin. Jason will be back next week. The boys will finally be back together. Uh, Bernie Fratto, by the way, will join us in about 20 minutes, get you ready for his show. Bernie, of course, straight out of Vegas, top of the hour. Bernie Fratto in 20 minutes from now. So, VJ, I, I, I do want to go back to, you know, I, I, I it's be careful how I say this, but um, – I do think it's the most interesting story in sports right now. Uh, it's a serious story. I'm not making light of a very serious topic. But Deshaun Watson, I mean, you know, we, we talked about an hour or two. And if anybody missed it, we do encourage you to go back, check out the podcast. It'll be available shortly after the show. But this Deshaun Watson story continues to take on new twists. Um, we know about the original 23 accusers. By the way, we had Dan Lust on, the legal expert, in hour two to talk a little bit about it. But 23... Uh, accusers becomes 24 last week. Now we have this New York Times profile that came out earlier this week in which we find out that the the organization provided a hotel room, the organization provided NDAs, and, and that there were a total now of 66 total masseuses that Deshaun Watson hired over a 17-month period. Again, we always want to be clear. There have been no charges brought, no criminal charges brought. But as Dan Lust brought up, though, and I think this is an important point, there are still civil cases that that could drag out for months at a time 
starting at the end of this, the conclusion of this 2022 NFL season. So we're far from done. What did you make of the news this week? And, and we can get into in a minute, you know, what the NFL should do, if the NFL should do anything. But when when you, uh, over the last week or so, as Dan said, um, you know, Deshaun Watson's lawyer, Rusty Harden, did a, a frankly, an embarrassing interview on a, on Houston area radio. Um what 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 how you've been following it man what what what's just your reaction been especially the last week when it felt like we thought everything was done and now here we are uh and we have more accusers a new story dozens more masseuses that we were not aware of just a crazy story man yeah i immediately said you know hs you know holy you know what cuz it's like oh wow this is this is ugly this is this is ugly, man, and and that's the only way. Uh, you say it's an interesting story. I say it's an ugly story because sure. I don't stories like this. There's just not going to be. There's not going to be a happy ending. There's not going to be a happy ending no to this thing, intended. man. Yeah, no happy. Definitely no pun intended. Okay, <laughs> definitely no pun intended. But I there's 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 not going to be uh, a satisfied crowd when this is all said and done. This is ugly. It it really is ugly. And earlier you asked me what should could you know what should Goodell do? What should if if I'm Deshaun, maybe I say, hey, should I sit out, guys? Should I just sit out another year? You know, save my body, save my save the wear and tear on me. Let this thing pass by. What what should I do now? Once again, I don't know what his legal representation is telling him. That's why I asked Dan Lust the question that I asked him. Where was if you were his attorney, what would you be telling him right now? Like, what do you say to him? You, you know, where are we going with this? And now. This story comes out, but I want to also jump on my other question that I gave him too, man. Is I listen? We can't let the Texans off the hook here. We can't. They somebody might have known something. I just don't believe that that people who run businesses and companies as big as NFL franchises are just oblivious to huge issues like this. Providing hotel rooms, non-disclosure. Aaron, if somebody came to you and said, "Hey, look, Aaron, man, uh, I know I work for you, man. Can you do me a favor? Can you give me a non-disclosure?" Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you go, "All right, yeah, so, I can, but hold on, have a seat for a second. Close the door and have a seat." <laughs> Why do you need a non? Like, what's 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 up? Well, you, you know, and no, and and that's why this is. Again, to use the word that's not the right word, but it's such an interesting conversation to have because. I said it an hour or two, and it's not, you know, it's the least interesting thing I could possibly say, but I am a true believer in the criminal justice system. Um, and, norm, you know, I think there's a reason that most of us have avoided this topic is we yeah. want to wait for the criminal justice system to play itself out. We thought that it had. But at a certain point, man, you got so much circumstantial evidence that, like, it's clear something, something, Thing weird is going on you know and 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 so like like and it right and, and it's like one of those deals where it's just I, I don't even know what else to say because again you want the criminal justice system to play out you want to believe in the tenets of our our constitution innocent until proven guilty but there is just no logical explanation for a grown man to have 66 masseuses over a 17 month period and then to your point 
asking an employer for an NDA. And oh, by the way, he apparently he said something about there were other NDAs, but he couldn't ask his lawyer for this. I mean, it's just it's one of those where you never want to label someone guilty if the courts haven't done it. And we're not doing that right now, to be clear. But this is just very weird. And as you said, are the Texans somehow complicit in all of this? Because my goodness, man, again, you can't have this much circumstantial evidence and and none of us acknowledge that at the very least, it's very, very, very weird. At worst, it's maybe even worse than we expected. Well, like I said, billionaires, because that's what owners are, they, they know what's going on around them. They don't become billionaires by being dunces, okay, sitting in the corner in dunce caps like in the eighth grade and middle school and elementary exactly. school back in the 80s. They don't, they, 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 that's not who they are. They know what's going on. And the quarterback is the most important position in all of sports, not just football, not high school, not Pop Warner, not college, not D1, D2, UFL, USFL, XFL. No, the quarterback position is the biggest and most important position in sports. So you have to know what that guy is. You have to know what that guy is doing because he leads your entire franchise. Now, there's something else I saw, Aaron, that was really interesting is that they were actually, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to, don't quote me on this, and I, I would love to be able to go back and find this article or find this piece that I saw where I guess there was a, a list of masseuses that was given to, did you hear anything like that? The, the, not only just hotel rooms and access to these rooms, but also, oh, by the way, these are some other masseuses that we know. I don't know if Deshaun went and asked, hey, do you guys have a list of masseuses that players have used in the past? They're, they're just not innocent is what I'm trying to get at. Something is afoot, okay? And I think that the NFL and police, FBI, whoever, they need to go and sit with the organization and say, hey, uh, by the way, how much of this did you know? Because if they lied and they said, oh, no, we didn't know nothing. We didn't know. Well, you knew. So, well, you just was giving him hotel rooms. How many players do you give hotel rooms? How many players do you suggest masseuses? Like, we have team masseuses. They, don't you have team masseuses? They didn't use the, okay, well, here, yeah, let's sit and talk. So, I, that's why I think uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to exonerate Deshaun. I, 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 hope, I hope this isn't true. And if it, it, I hope it isn't true. If it is Shame on him. Like, dead serious. And I'm a fan. I really am. I've met the guy. You know, I loved watching him at Clemson. If this is really true, man, just just really shame on him. But I don't know. Like you said, we don't, you know, we don't know. Also, too, to your point, yeah, we love the love. I love the justice system, I guess, a little bit. Not as I don't I don't know if I believe in it as much as you do, but I am also from a different part of this country. I'm from a different community. That then you are a different background. So therefore the justice system I've seen it on the other side. I've seen it work differently than most people. So I don't know if I expect it yeah, to I mean, work. Yeah, you, you know what I'm getting. At. I don't know if I expect it to work. But yeah, I, I mean, I've seen the other side too. I still think it's yeah. the best criminal justice system in the world. But to Deshaun Watson, real quick, real quick, what do you think the Cleveland Browns are thinking right now? Because I sit there and I still go back to I was on air on that. I think it was a Friday when the trade went down. And then they have the press conference, and they said, Andrew Barry, the GM, we have done our due diligence. We know everything that there is to know. Then they, you know, then then some reporters followed up. Blah 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 blah. This and that. Uh, you know, asking them about uh, what diligence they've done. Have they spoken with the alleged victims? And of course, the alleged victims. No, we haven't because um, because of the fact that uh, you know by law we're not allowed to reach out to them. If you are, whether it's the owner, whether it's the GM, because here's the bottom line. If Deshaun is found guilty of anything, and we're not accusing him, we're mm-hmm. just saying fact, 
I mean, every not only first of all, I think the NFL might try to force the the, the, the owners to sell the team because that's that's an embarrassment. But then two, even if they don't have to sell, everybody who had to do with the decision to bring him in, their career is over. They're the ones that traded however many first-round picks. They're the ones that gave them $230 million guaranteed. How do you think the Cleveland Browns are feeling right now? Because I think they have to be terrified that there is more to come out of this story. I think, honestly, they might be sitting in a place of, um, I don't want to say comfort, but I don't think the pressure or the worry is on them as much. And and what tells me that is they didn't move Baker Mayfield. And I know there's a lot of other stories behind that. Oh, it's the price tag. Oh, people don't like it. No, 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 no. If they wanted to move him and they're not keeping him as a plan B and as an insurance policy, if they wanted to, they could have. I'm not going to hear there was nobody with no interest and a, a over 500 winning playoff game winning quarterback that's still super young when we're trying to give other guy we're still giving Sam Darnold a shot okay like people are still thinking oh it was the Jets uh, well how do you look in Carolina like so stop it so I think they're sitting kind of I once again hate to use the word comfortably because it, they can get out of this contract they don't have to give Deshaun all of that money but they they signed it I don't know if their career would be over because they can also play listen we did our due diligence of what we knew we didn't know all that other stuff and there's no way to prove that they did know or they didn't know. But if I could wrap back just to the, the the whole no criminal charges were filed, that should carry the weight in this country. But it doesn't. And we know that. There's still going to be people, even if he's found not guilty and it goes to criminal trial and he's found not guilty, there's still people that's going to say, oh, well, he got off because he's a football player. Oh, well, he got off because he's a, he's, he's a quarterback in the NFL. If it – and it, it, like, that's why there's no winners here. There's no winners in this situation. That's what makes it such a interesting, weird, you know, just terrible topic to even, you know, talk about because there's just no winners. But to answer your question, I think Cleveland, I don't think they're in a big worry, man. They don't have to give them a bunch of money. They got a quarterback that they can play. At the end of the day, it's business as usual, right? Like right now, if they say Deshaun's suspended for two years, they're going to go, okay, hey, Baker, look, uh, <laughs> you know all that stuff we were saying. Uh, remember, remember another day when we were saying all that stuff? We, <laughs> I was tripping. I was tripping. Can you come? Can, and Baker's going to come play. So at the end of the day. It's about winning, man. It's about playing football games. And I, I think I think they're kind of covered. They got a backup. And if not, they got a guy they paid a bunch of money to who people think is a game changer. This is Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in on a Saturday night. Coming up, we go out to Vegas. Bernie Fratto, he'll join us next. Of course, he's hosting Top of the Hour straight out of Vegas. Bernie Fratto next. All sorts of good stuff. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky, Saturday night. Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in on a Saturday night. And when you hear Big Pimpin yeah. at 120 Eastern, 1020 Pacific, it means only one thing. We're going out to Vegas. Our buddy Bernie Frattle, you hear him at the top of the hour, straight out of Vegas. He'll take you straight through 6 a.m. Eastern time. Bernie Frattle, what's going on, man? How you doing? Well, Aaron, first props to you, your uh, UConn Huskies on the verge of the College World Series. You could have got them in 120 to 1 when the tournament started before the regionals. Very good program. This is my wheelhouse. They actually have a very good program among their alums, George Springer, among many other major league players, and their head coach, Jim Penders. His uncle is pretty famous, too, basketball coach Tom Penders. So it was really funny, Burn. When I brought you on, I was going to throw you 
bad pun intended, the curveball of what could I have bet my Huskies? And I thought there was no way you would know. But that's why you're a pro, my man. That's why you are a pro. 120 to 1, we could have bet UConn. Speaking of big bets, uh, tell us about, so somebody, uh, 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 an athlete that we know threw down 100K, lost the bet, and then was refunded. Am I accurate in that uh, setup for you there, Bernie? Well, you're absolutely accurate. Here's the situation. We've got the Celebrity Golf Tournament coming up in Lake Tahoe, which is a lot of folks' favorite event. Last year, at this time in Lake Tahoe, there was a celebrity. You may have heard of him, a guy by the name of Charles Barkley. He bet $100,000 on himself that he'd finish in the top 70. Barkley finished in a tie for 76th. But here's the situation. The sportsbook in Reno refunded his losing wager due to a Nevada state regulation that prohibits customers from betting on an event in which they participate. <laughs> Interestingly enough, Charles Barkley was pissed. He wanted to, you know, so he's going to bet this year, but he's going to have someone bet on him. Why was he you know, pissed? Well, he, he, he just didn't like the idea that his action wasn't graded. So let's say he would have won, right? He, he wouldn't sure. have collected. So the long and the short of it isn't he chucks pretty – He listen, we've talked about this. Guys get high bank, uh, making the bet, not winning the bet. Chuck's a classic example on that. He says, I got too much. I, I'll never be in trouble. And I believe him. So his word has it he's going to bet this year. So you got to be on the lookout. Maybe someone with a nose and mustache will walk in and glasses <laughs> you know, with a <laughs> bet for him. <laughs> Bernie, VJ Bernie. Vernon Husky here, man. How are Great you? Talking to, I'm doing outstanding, man. Great talking to you, man. Uh, we've been talking about Deshaun Watson, and that's a, that's a, just a huge story right now. But I I am a hardcore betting man myself, so I you know I'm, I'm thinking what what is this news in the last week or so of these other you know possible women and things like that? Just all the news that's coming out. How does how has that affected the Cleveland Browns' future odds? That's a great question because this last week in particular. It really did move the needle. Uh, the Browns have fallen all the way down to plus 265 mm. just to make the playoffs, which means they're not a favorite at all to just make the playoffs this year, which before they were, their season win total, which was over 8.5 minus 140, is now down to 8, shaded to the under minus 140. And when it comes to their division, at one point they were getting action to win the division now they're third behind Baltimore, who's gone from plus 210 to plus 175. Cincinnati remains at plus 200, and the Browns are behind both of them. So the betting market has spoken. There's great concern as to whether or not Deshaun Watson, how much he'll play this year, and even if he'll play. And by the way, not for nothing, because I heard your guys' discussion, I've really been checking with my NFL moles. And here's what I believe is a narrative coming out from behind the four walls in Cleveland. Hmm. They know they've got this quarterback who's potentially a transcendent player. They know they've got this giant mountain to climb. It may be this year. It may be next year. But the narrative behind the four walls is once we get through this, we've got a franchise guy for the next eight years. So we've baked this into the cake knowing this isn't going to be pretty. Mm. But once it's behind us, we've got our guy and we'll live with that. Very interesting, Bernie. Yeah. Very interesting. So you think – that they are willing to basically take the PR hit now, get through this, because on the other end they have a 26-, 27-year-old franchise quarterback that, that can elevate the organization? That's exactly what I've been told. And, you know, I was back in, in Detroit in 09. I was on the radio when Michael Vick went to prison, and I said he'll play in the NFL again. Why? Because he's got a lot of junk still in the trunk. 
And when he came out, got to Philadelphia, they claimed they were going to surround the stadium and not let him in. Not true. He played six more years, was an all-pro two or three times. If you can play, the league needs you. VG, I think you said it best. It's the thinnest position in all of sports. It's the most important position. So they'll live with the PR hit, just like the Eagles lived with the PR hit with Michael Vick. If you can play, you're going to get a roll. Real quick, Burn. Uh, college football futures. Well, not futures, but uh, yeah. week one lines are out for people who don't know. Ohio State, Notre Dame. We got Georgia, Oregon. I guess there's a couple big games that have already moved a little bit based on some early action. Yeah, one of the great traditions here in Las Vegas is on Memorial Day weekend, the South Point and the Golden Nugget both put out their top 99 college football games, and they do it for a couple of reasons. Uh, it gauges the market and all the pros and all the sharps prompt, promptly show up and they pound these games. And the sharp money is the respected money here in Vegas. And when you get guys that know what they're doing, these games, because of the action that the, the pros uh, got on these games, it caused the book to move 30 lines by at least two, uh, two or more points. Ooh. The three games the pros love most, and this is, this is to imply that the bookmaker put up a bad line, they love Navy plus 19 over Air Force on October 1st. Within an hour, Air Force had moved seven points down Whew. to minus 12. The second favorite bet was Iowa State plus 13 over Iowa on September 10th. Within an hour, that line moved six points. Iowa's now down to minus seven. The pros also like Texas A&M minus four over Auburn and Wake Forest minus two and a half over North Carolina. Those games are November 12th. Aaron, I think you mentioned Alabama-Texas. That's week one. That line's already moved four points as well with folks liking Alabama. Hey, Bernie, as I mentioned, I'm a huge sports betting guy. I had to start my own small sports betting company. I got a website being designed. I'll be out in Vegas in August to put my my, my future bets down on the NFL. So I got a, just a couple of generic uh, NFL bets, uh, just questions for you as far as the spreads go. Bills at plus 650, Bucks at plus 750, 900 for the Chiefs last time I checked. If you had to take one of those three, what, what, what's the best bet there, man, as far as probably the three top teams that most people think without barring any major injury is going to win the Super Bowl? this year yeah you get the bills at plus seven you know just about seven to one vj that's an awfully good looking bet we know what happened last year in kansas city they've got unfinished business they're knocking on the door they check all the boxes they open up thursday night against the rams they were getting a point they're now laying minus one that'll be a benchmark game but here's the beauty of a bet like that I don't see anybody unseating the Bills in the AFC East. I think New England drops off. We're still not sure about Miami, and we all know about the Jets. So I think you can pretty much bank, barring something crazy, that the Bills are not only going to be in the playoffs, they're going to have at least one home playoff game. You're holding a ticket at almost 7-1. to That gives you the opportunity to hedge and lock in profits. So let's say they're a seven-point favorite at home against their first-round playoff opponent. You bet that other team on the money line and hedge back, and you start to lock in your profits. Burn, uh, actually, you know, this is just uh, two, two dudes talking right now, but when I was in Vegas last week, put down my Will Anderson 30-1 to win the Heisman bet. We in? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that play. It's about time a defensive player won it. He was probably the best defensive player in the country last year. He knows it. He's got a chip on his shoulder. And I don't see anybody in this quarterback class that's going to step up. I, I think he got a solid play there. Very good. Last one, we'll let you go. NBA Finals, Any anything interesting come out of the first four games? Anything interesting on the table for the next three games? 
Well, Game 5, Monday night, Golden State opens up at a three-and-a-half-point favorite. It's been zigzag all over the place. Right now, you got Golden State minus 135 to win the series. It'll be interesting because I do think who wins Game 5 will win the series. Boston 7-0 coming off a loss. I will probably grab the points Monday night, but you really got to hold your nose because if Boston turns the ball over 15 times or more, we all know what happens. Real quick, you said 7-0. and Is that straight up or against the spread? It's straight up. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Very but good. Most of those games they've covered, yeah. Yep. Very good. VJ, you got anything else? Uh, yeah, just one more. Uh, you guys are talking about the Heisman Trophy winner. You said something about the class here. I, I, I might throw my money on Bryce Young. I like these weapons that Alabama keeps putting on the field. And, he, you know, he, he's right there. I know he's already won it, but we haven't right. had a repeat. We haven't had a repeat since, you know, Tim Tebow, Archie right? Griffin. Right. Archie Griffin, excuse me, since Archie Griffin. So I, I, I think there is a quarterback that could, you know, push it again. I, I do like the 30-1 to 1 odds, but I, I'm going to put my money on Bryce Young to, to win back-to-back. Heisman trophies. Yeah, it can, it's entirely possible. I think Alabama's in for a monster season this year. Yeah. And the the, the problem is, is that if they have a good season, then you got to figure Will Anderson's going to be part of that mix, right? So, but you can't go wrong hitching your wagon to a horse like that. Yes, sir. He is Bernie Fratto. You can hear him at the top of the hour, straight out of Vegas, straight, take you straight through 6 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, make sure to follow him on Twitter as well, on Twitter at Bernie Fratto. Bernie, we appreciate the time, my man. We will be listening at the top of the hour. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good evening. You too. Thanks, Bernie. I love the show, man. Thanks, Bernie. That's Bernie Fratto. You can hear him at the top of the hour straight out of Vegas. Again, taking you straight through 2 a.m. Well, 2 a.m. So he starts at uh, 2 a.m. Eastern time, taking you through 6 a.m. Eastern. Hey, uh, hey, Aaron, you said you were out in Vegas. You placed the bet, man. I got I and we can talk on, you know, just off. But just really quick, I, I, I got an 18 parlay that I'm really I'm really mulling on. I have an 18 parlay, a hundred dollar bet. It'll well, put it at the win. The winnings would be five hundred and ninety seven thousand dollars if I get all eight teams to win their divisions that I'm thinking about. Well, there's only one time to discuss it. As soon as DeSager gets us caught up on what's trending, we're talking about that 18 parlay. DeSager, what do you got? Eight divisions. Holy cow. What is going on here? Yes, sir. Uh, Two items uh, before we really dive into things. Uh, The UConn Husky baseball team is still leading. There's, There's no need for nervousness tonight. They're still ahead at number two ranked Stanford, thirteen to six, bottom of the eighth. This is the opener of the best of three. They rake, man. They are everything they hit is on the screws tonight. So it's like George Springer is playing. Ooh. Meanwhile, number three Oregon State is also losing at home, bottom of the ninth, down seven four to Auburn. In an Pac twelve can't do anything right. Poor hey, Pac-12. hey. Well, Arnie's not here to defend. <laughs> Grr. This is <laughs> yeah. well, as, we, as we always say. It's like this is uh, what Arizona baseball. And this is Arizona football. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Arizona softball might have gotten eliminated on a Saturday night when I was out. Am I crazy on that? I think. Oh, on actually, you know, I didn't even think about that because usually it's bad luck for any team from the Arizona Athletic Department when Arnie is on on the air. Yeah. I think they got eliminated on Saturday. <laughs> that when would he, be maybe when he's on somehow air, appropriate. Speaking of not doing well, uh, are you aware that Jeff Fisher is one of the USFL head coaches? He's not going 500 with this team, I'll tell you. His, his <laughs> Michigan Panthers are now 1-8 and because they lost today 25-23 to the New Jersey Generals, who yeah. are 8-1. And you might be aware this is week 9 of a 10-week regular season. All the regular season games in this league are in Birmingham. So the Birmingham Stallions have not only been doing well, they have the biggest crowds. They were 8-0 and 
until tonight. They lost 17-15 to the Houston Gamblers, who had been 1-7. There are USFL games Sunday on Fox TV and then at night on FS1. NASCAR's on FS1 again tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern time from the road course at Sonoma. Kyle Larson earned the pole. Tonight at the Truck Series race there, Kyle Busch the winner. As for the Belmont Stakes, winner Mo Donegal, 5-2 favorite. Well, in the NHL, the East Final is over. Tampa Bay wins again against the Rangers, taking Game 6 2-1. Tampa Bay won the last two Stanley Cups. will have a chance for a third. Colorado awaits the Lightning in the final. Colorado will have home ice advantage with Game 1 on Wednesday. You know, in NHL history, it was decades ago, extremely common for one game to make one team to make the kind of run that the Tampa Bay Lightning are making. They're actually in the final for the third straight year. That hasn't happened since Wayne Gretzky's Edmonton Oilers in the mid-80s when they actually made the final three straight years. Before that, though, Bobby Clark and the Flyers, they won back-to-back Stanley Cups mid-70s and then made the final a third year, lost to Montreal, and that started a streak. Montreal won four straight Stanley Cups, and then the Islanders won four straight Stanley Cups, the last of which was a sweep over Edmonton and Gretzky. But that started a streak with the Oilers, can we call it dynasty? After all, they won then five Stanley Cups in seven years. So what we're not getting in sports, and certainly not in the NHL these days, we're actually getting with Tampa Bay. Three finals appearances in a row. So the last postscript on the New York Rangers postseason, they finished with a record of 10-10. and 10, Believe it or not, they kept winning elimination <laughs> games in earlier rounds, but... These are the facts. The Rangers finished 10 and 10 this postseason, but did make it all the way to game six of the East final NBA finals. Game five isn't until Monday night. And you talked a little bit about the golf earlier tonight. Charles Swartzel won the new live golf event by one stroke. He earns a total of $4.75 million for the week. This event only had a 48 man field. Phil Mickelson finished in a tie for 33rd and gets about $150,000. That's on top of the old nine figures guarantee. Yeah, this is completely separate. He earned for the tournament itself about $150,000. Even the last place finishers each get $120,000. Phil, Phil will lose that on this UConn baseball game before, uh, before the end of the night. We're, 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 we're good with that. So, 150's chump change for that guy at this point. So. In Major League Baseball, there's just one game still going. The Red Sox have taken the lead at Seattle. It's 6-5 now in the bottom of the ninth. The Angels whip the Mets. 11-6 was the final. Two home runs for Mike Trout, who returned to the lineup. Shohei Otani hit one out. Jared Walsh hit for the cycle. The loss to Carlos Carrasco, who had been 7-1. and Colorado split a doubleheader with the Padres. San Diego in the opener in 10 innings, 2-1, but Colorado has taken the nightcap 6-2. The Padres were one game behind the Dodgers for first in the NL West to start the day. The Dodgers wound up losing at San Francisco tonight on a night where 4-0 Clayton Kershaw returned. Off the IL, he went four innings, took the loss, 3-2 Giants the final. The big news, Dodgers pitcher Walker Buehler goes on the injured list with a strained elbow ligament, and he's out at least two months. The Dodgers record the last two weeks, four and eight. Meanwhile, the Yankees are 10-1 and one over the last week and a half. Yankees beat the Cubs 8-0 and hit six solo homers. Miami won its fifth straight game. Philadelphia won its ninth in a row. Atlanta Braves won their 10th straight game. Oakland had lost 10 straight but got a win today, 10-5 at Cleveland. And Washington sent Milwaukee to an eighth straight defeat, 8-6. to six. UConn, 13-6 in the lead at Stanford. They're going to the ninth. Tell you, this is a game one victory just minutes away to open the best of three. Back to Mr. UConn.
<laughs> all right, Sager. All right, all right. Well, I did mention it earlier. You know the superstition oh. in in hockey. You don't touch the conference final trophy you won, right? You only touch the Stanley Cup final. Sure. They think it's a. Both teams that won their conference finals touch the trophy. Okay, so it's the reverse. It's the we just start talking about the score. When they were up uh, one nothing, one nothing in the first, I just it, it was it was done deal. So, all right, Desager. Well, thank you, man. Yeah. Have a great evening. I know you'll be back with uh, Arnie and Plank tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes, I'm excited to be back. I'll be here for the foreseeable future. So great to be back, VJ Husky, in for Jason Martin tonight. Yes. Uh, and VJ, I mean, I don't know if you're trying to make a run to host straight out of Vegas at the top of the hour, but <laughs> you said you have an eight-team division winner parlay. So in other words, you if you pick all of the division winners right at the odds that they're currently at, you would win $500,000, you said? $597,683. I haven't placed the bet yet because I'm going to take about a grand, and I'm going to spread it over a bunch of parlays. Uh, season-long parlays. I'm, I'm huge in this stuff, man. I started my company, Husky Bets, so I'm huge into this. But in this one that I, this is the one that I like, and as quick go as ahead. I can. Eagles, and I'll explain these teams. I know I'm going to say it to you guys. Go no way, but Eagles, Dolphins, Cardinals, Raiders, Ravens, Bucks, Colts, Packers. Packers self-explanatory. Colts, I think Matt Ryan makes all the difference. Bucks self-explanatory. Ravens, they're going to get their running backs back, to, uh, and and, and uh, L. Jackson isn't going to have to do all that work and be hurt. I think Devontae Adams going to the Raiders, and them also getting Chandler Jones just completely transforms their football team. They were already a playoff team if they had a quarterback. I mean, it's not a, excuse me. They had a number one receiver to be able to go to other than a tight end. They might have win. They might win the game in Cincinnati. Cardinals, it was just a throw-in. I might pull them out and switch that pick to the Rams. Now that I know Aaron Donald's playing. Dolphins, I like the Bills' odds, but I just think somebody goes down. Something happened. I just, I, my whole life, I've never seen the Bills win it. I just don't. I and they're a good team. I know what happened. But you last see year. them to win the division, though, right? But yeah, this is just for the division. This is just for the division. But I just feel like anything can happen. And what if the Dolphins explode with Tua and Cheetah and all these other weapons? And then the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Redskins are rebuilding. Giants are trying to figure it out. And I just don't trust the Cowboys because I've I've seen the Cowboys just be the Cowboys. I don't. Don't know if all these teams are concrete. I might switch one or two, but that 18 parlay, man, a hundred dollar bet, ladies and gentlemen, wins me oh, almost six hundred thousand dollars. So I, I'm yeah, I'm heavy in this, man. So that's just one. This is all I would say to that. Sure. Is that if you're gonna make this bet, mm-hmm. I, this the Bills are basically the Super Bowl favorite. Like okay. they're not. I would take the, the Dolphins out. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to be a fan. That, yeah, that I would take the Dolphins the out. I would take that the would Dolphins the out. One. Yes, I, I think you w- can yes. justify all of them. I think the Titans obviously could take a step back in that division. Yes, obviously. So you like the Colts. I could see the uh, the Ravens. I actually like Super Bowl hangovers are a real thing. I could see the Bengals struggling. I just don't know that I would want to lose my bet because I got stubborn on the Super Bowl favorite. That that's all I'm saying about that 18 parlay. Okay. Yeah, no, no, I would switch the two teams I'm I'm thinking about, and it only drops at about sixty thousand dollars. Okay, I, I, but still, I'm thinking of taking out the Cardinals, but I did, I do love the Hollywood Brown signing. And trading for how I love that. And this team has been really good early to the middle of the season, and they just keep missing something. D Hops doesn't even play last year. You add him, you uh, add the linebacker they got out of Tulsa, who was a stud as a rookie the year before last. Their defense is fine. I and Rams could have a Super Bowl hangover. Niners don't know who their quarterback's really going to be, and we already know Seattle's rebuilding. So the division is there if they step up. But I would switch if I were going to switch teams. I take out the Dolphins and put in the Bills. 
and I would take out the Cardinals, and I would put the Rams right back in it because I know Aaron Donald's coming back. Yeah, I don't see the Rams uh, having any sort of letdown, no. especially now that all their key cogs are back. And Fox paid. Sport, and paid and happy. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, VJ Husky here on a Saturday night. Coming up, we wrap the show. One more segment left. Maybe do some more on that 18 parlay. We'll discuss that next. <laughs> Aaron Torres, VJ Husky, Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio, final segment of the show. Quickly, a reminder, Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas, top of the hour. Bernie will get you ready for a busy week ahead in sports. Game five of the NBA Finals is obviously on Monday. Bernie's got some good stuff on Deshaun Watson, on Live Golf, so make sure you are paying attention and tuned in at the top of the hour to straight out of Vegas. Uh, uh, VJ, I want to wrap, by the way, VJ Husky in for Jason Martin. Jason Martin back next week. Do want to wrap with uh, a little bit of an off-the-beaten-path topic, but a topic that our producer, Bo, brought to my attention that I think we should address. And that is the most dominant dynasty Mm -hmm. in college athletics right now. Let's give a quick shout-out to the Oklahoma Sooners softball team. Of course, the voice of Oklahoma softball, Chris Plank, hosts in this time slot tomorrow. So he'll have plenty to say 11 to 2 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. But Oklahoma beat Texas this week. They won their fourth championship in the last six years. Back-to-back championships. Let's give a quick shout-out to the Lady Sooners softball team, the 2022 national champion. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I take a lot of pride in this, man. When you guys brought this up and wanted to discuss it, I said, hold on. I I, I love women's softball. I, I, watch I got it softball I, takes. Yeah, Go yeah, ahead. Exactly. Well, dude, I called. I Listen, Cal State Fullerton, about two, three years ago when I first started my color commentary broadcast career I for a network, I called Florida and UCLA at the Judy Garman Invitational. Ooh. That they hold out there. Yes, yes, sir. I called the game. So I was very proud of that. And and I've always loved the sport. But to Oklahoma, this is we can throw the numbers all out there, man. 64 home runs, a record, right? That beats their record from last year in the women's college world series. 60, 67 hits tied for first. Oh, guess who has that record? Oh, yeah, the Oklahoma Sooner women's team. Led the country this year in batting average, home runs, ERA, and only lost three games. We can throw all those numbers out there. I want to go a little deeper. Dude, Go this is, collegially, this is this is this is up there with with Gino and UConn. This is up there mm-hmm. with Tennessee and 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 rest Lord rest her in peace her soul, Miss Pat Summit. This is this is Saban and 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 Bama. They've won four of the last seven. They, I mean, they're on a run, man. They're, 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 and this is not a sport we pay a lot of attention to. And UCLA's got twelve national championships. Arizona's got eight. They now have six. The next closest college is two. This is up there, and I think we need to give this some shine, man, and give this some props. I, I, I'm i putting it up there with some of the great runs that those other coaches and teams had, and I think it needs that type of notoriety. Well, four and six, as I said, you threw out all the stats. Uh, yeah, Bern, uh, not Bernie Fredo. Uh, Chris <laughs> Plank will have plenty on this tomorrow. But, yeah, no, I thought it was a, I thought it was a fun little topic to uh, to hit on. Yeah. So. So yeah, it's been. A, first of all, it's been a fun show. We got a few yes. minutes left. Yes. Uh, any? Do we miss anything? I'll, I'll I'll put I'll open the floor to you. Did we miss anything that needs to be discussed today? No, we didn't miss anything. But I think we should really focus on this game five on Monday night Play and Jason on. Tatum. 
Okay, this is if if Jason doesn't have that big big time game, back off, ladies and gentlemen, back off the talk of this guy. And I'm not trying to be a hater on him, or I I like the kid, but let's let's you got to prove it a little more. And I think that the Warriors win. I think they win big. I think the must-haves come up. But this is going to be a huge, huge game that's going to derail or going to put on track, back on track, the futures of both of these franchises. Because you know the East is going to be back next year. They're going to be better. But this can also put Golden State back on track. And just one quick thing about Golden State. Let's, Let's not forget, injuries derailed them, guys. Injuries, Clay, Durant with the Achilles, Clay with the ACL, they've never really been taken out. The injuries kind of took them out, and now they're back. This can either put them back on the map and back in the driver's seat, or it can derail them and the same for Boston. Two quick things. One, um, first of all, you know, it's funny you mentioned Boston. I was thinking that last night is when it's your window, when it's your time, when things are going your way, you gotta you gotta take advantage. Now I was thinking about that with like the Bucks last year, right? Yeah. Everything broke their way. Kyrie gets hurt. James Harden gets hurt. Uh, Katie's foot is on the line, and that propelled them. It propelled them to a championship, and that window was open, and they jumped through. And it's I feel kind of the same with Boston. Is I, I know it's easy to think Brown and Tatum, they're they're babies. They're going to be back. They're young. They're you just never know. No. And I don't know if you're ever going to have a scenario where you're the two seed. And the one seed and the three seed are dealing with significant injuries uh, while you're dealing with all that, uh, while you're, you know, while you're in your situation. Same thing with Golden State. Um, you know, not the same thing, but what you said about the injury thing, I want to give them credit too. I don't know if I've talked about it on this show, but you know, the fact remains. Maybe it's because we live in LA, VJ, but seeing how. LeBron and the Lakers have operated, and I'm not trying to turn into a LeBron thing, but the idea that, um, you know, the Lakers are trade, 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 you know, restart, restart. Warriors took their time, did what they had to do, but here's the deal. We got to get out of here. Want to thank the crew, producer Bo, Don, DeSager, VJ Husky. I want to thank you for coming in, my man. Really appreciate your time. Had a good time with you. Yes, sir. Uh, that was VJ Husky. Jason Martin is back straight out of Vegas. Bernie Fratto coming up next can listen there. Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. 
Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.